Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. <laughs> That's my mouth. That's his Thrustmaster. Thrustmaster. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. I guess it's such a show. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. Hola, I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right. This is episode 271, Balancing Act. Tierra del Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's catch up with everyone's week. What Who was all of that crap? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What was the, <laughs> the hola? Are we now, like, press one for English? <laughs> oh, you for... nine for english now <laughs> yeah right yeah no, no it's no. nine's usually for german nine nine nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no i'm just kind of throwing some stuff in there and see if anyone catches it i guess you did <laughs> i caught it on it on see how it fits yeah you know i think the other day didn't i do like high or something or <laughs> low yeah. or something i don't know yeah you said high and you derailed the entire show Yes, the entire show. <laughs> Trying to welcome the audience and derail the whole show. That's what we get. <laughs> All right. Your week. Who wants to go first? Let's I, do this. I'm going first. I yeah. Feel, I feel bad. Actually, I felt bad last yeah, week. Yeah, you felt bad. Yeah. So, sorry, listeners, I wasn't on the show because uh, I got the COVID, man. Got the almighty China flu. Mm. Yeah. So how was it? Because you got vaccinated, right? So I'm curious on like how intense was it? Well, I'll give you the whole timeline. I got vaccinated on Tuesday, the 23rd, and we did the show that night. I didn't have any problems, and we did the show on the 30th. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't have any problems. Or no, did uh, no, didn't have any problems. And then by Friday, that and on the second which was only like the next week after I got the vaccination, I started to feel really bad. Like I started coughing Thursday a little bit and didn't have a fever or anything. But Friday I was working by myself in this building by myself, nobody there. I just felt bad and I knew like something was up. I was like, all right, I'm either getting a cold or I got this COVID shit. So Sunday is Easter Sunday. So now I wake up Saturday morning and I don't, Oh, oh man! So I go, I go, go to sleep Friday after work at like six o'clock, and I don't wake up until it's like six o'clock the next morning. And my wife was like, "Okay, something's wrong with this guy," because usually he's up. Right. So I missed the Discord and all that and the sim, and and then like I said, Easter Sunday. You know, I don't know if we should go get together with the family or not. My wife doesn't know, so she's like, yeah, "We need to go I'm get a not. rapid test." You know, Saturday, mm-hmm. which. If I had to boil it down to the worst part of COVID, it's sitting in my Jeep with my wife for an hour trying to figure out where <laughs> we're going to go for a, for a freaking test, you know, a rapid yeah. test. CV, yeah. All the CVS in North, North Jersey, nope, couldn't do a rapid test, couldn't get the results today. She works at a hospital. We go to the hospital. They wouldn't do it. She was pitching a fit and screaming up a storm that we couldn't get it done. So then she started making some phone calls to the family and, and they had a, there was a place in Totoa that, that did it. So I got, so I went in and got it done, you know, then and there. And that's when I tested positive. 
So that kind of sucked. And so I immediately let work know. I, I kind of get a hold of the guys I was working with on Thursday. And oh, one, yeah. of the, one of the guys actually got a test, a rapid test Sunday morning because he was planning on getting together with the family too, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, I thought it was pretty amazing that he was able to get one on Easter Sunday. He lives in Queens, so I, I guess he there's a, you know, it's more condensed. I guess there's more places to get it done. Yeah. But as far as the the symptoms, I never had a fever. I had I had a cough that was like a really dry cough initially, and that went away after like three, four days. But the worst part, other than the Jeep, I was joking uh-huh. around with that, uh, was the fact that my nose just constantly ran. Like it was pouring out of my nose, like just not even no color or anything, just was constantly running. Uh it reminded me of when I was in the army and they used the gas on us, man. Like it was just like, as soon as you got away from that stuff, your nose and your eyes immediately just opened up and that's how it was for like three days. So Tuesday night I was just not feeling good at all and just, you know, couldn't really, t- I sounded like hell. So I was like, I, you know, I gotta not do the show cause who's going to want to listen to me. I don't even want to listen to me now. I still sound kind of nasally, but I've been doing my quarantine, which is, you know, I've never spent 10 days inside of a house and not left and only went outside like a couple times with the dog, you know, but just haven't gone anywhere. Right. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. It is what it is. You know, I watched a bunch of movies. <laughs> I watched uh, the new Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, which was amazing. I freaking was amazed by that movie. I saw the first one and, you know. It's better, isn't it? It was a lot better, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It's it's a ride though. I mean, it's four hours, so you yeah, know, it's long as shit. Clear your wow. schedule. You got you got to take a nap. you got to watch half of it. And take a nap. <laughs> yeah. You got to get COVID to watch that. Yeah, it's perfect COVID movie. <laughs> yeah, four like, hours. Loosen up your schedule. <laughs> yep. Sit back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean the first the the first iteration of that film was it was okay, but it seemed like it was just you know swinging a miss and the 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 you know, the enemy or the main, you know, guy in that film, the main villain just looked like a dude, you know, with a weird hat on. And they really revamped him in this new, you know, cut. Mm-hmm. Freaking looked awesome, man. It was good. It was good. And they went into detail on a lot of the other characters. And a lot of stuff was cut different and just. It's like, yeah, it's like a totally different movie. It really is. It's not like a different Sam Jackson. Story, really. I'm going to add a couple of things here and there, you know. Or the missing yeah. twenty minutes of of this. It was yeah. It was a completely different film. Nice. So, so that was cool. And then I watched Godzilla vs King Kong, and I watched the first twenty minutes of that, and I was like, "This is giving me like uh, Alzheimer's." This freaking film. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. I felt like I was watching a strobe light. I was getting like uh, Tourette's or something watching it. It was crazy. I was like, I got to shut this off. They got to stop with these films that are like meant for Chinese audience, but they're American done, you know, like they, they, they intertwine this whole, like uh, appeasing China, like, like, like the Meg was like that. And that other one, the wall or whatever the hell it was called would, you know, and I hate to keep going on about films, but, uh, I actually shut that off and watched the original. <laughs> That's how bad I thought that movie was. I mean, they were just blowing through scenes and I'm like, I don't even know what's going on here. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. But, um, yeah, so I got a chance to do a couple of things and I felt, felt better by the end of the week and 
thanks Andy again for editing, man. Just, uh, did the show and, uh, got it out there, which was awesome, man. But I did, I did go on the sim last Friday, which was a hilarious time, man. Had some fun. Uh, Jared was on there in and out. I talked to Jamie Burkholder and Ian was there and Gray Eagle Jr. even showed up. Oh, boy. Which was a lot of fun. He's always a lot of fun. And, uh, I think Frank popped in for a little while. Frank, Frank from Florida. Frank. Yeah. Cause we were saying Frank more, more than arrow. And we were coming up with other names for him. I don't know. We were butchering his name seven ways to Sunday. It was, it was nice. a riot. But there wasn't a lot of people in there. I mean, if you want to get in there and chat with us, it's a great time to do it. You know, sometimes it's packed. Sometimes there's there's uh, like five, six people. But the best part about Friday was Devin was supposed to study something and have some kind of paper done for his school um, at, by 11 p.m. that night or something to submit it. And, he had the webcam going, and his mother was in coming in and out of the room yelling at him, and it was just hysterical, man. It was like battle royale at one point because <laughs> she was hitting him with stuff, and he, you nice. know, they're, they're just it was all good fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just it was pretty funny, and Devin was Devin was cracking us all up, man, because he was leaving the speaker on, and we were all yelling, you know, pick up the guitar, and you know, Ian was like, go just draw him and take take his belt, take a belt out or something. And uh, yeah, funny. <laughs> and the funny thing, she actually did it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. But I saw Kevin McGrady pop in for like two seconds, and I saw actually Javier come into the sim, or somebody named Javier. I think they were just oh. seeing what was going on. Uh huh. But that would have been cool to talk to Javier. I haven't talked to him in a while, and I got some sim time in, which was fun. Yeah, Javier needs to get on Discord more. I mean, we don't always talk about engines, so. Yeah. You know, Javier, if you're listening, it's okay. It's, it's okay. a riot. And then I was working on R2-D2 for a while this week. I felt a little bit better and was downstairs, you know, just messing around. Because I have, uh, it's to not go into great detail, you know, I have a main Arduino that's picking up all the Bluetooth signals and pumping them out to different microprocessors, one in his dome and now I have a new one in the body and just trying to get everything to sync up because it, I'm basically t- giving commands in two different directions, you know, with one button push to do different things. And it's uh, it's been a learning experience, but it's, it's pretty cool. It's amazing. Like, I know what the original guy, his intention was for the dome and what he did, which is what I really liked. I like that it was all one, you know, uh, basic function from the Arduino to, to run the to run the the motors and then to to output you know commands to to the brains in the dome that's also doing the lights and all that you know to make it all like synchronized and 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 whatnot but to uh to use the other board that's just a board you buy off of um one of the electronic sites it's called it's called a polulu it's p o l o l u and the one board that I have is doing 12 servos. They have them that go up to 24 servos. Damn. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. You know, it's set up, basically set up to do these animatronic type things where you can, mm-hmm. you know, pump in a different voltage uh, for the servos other than the board, which I like. Uh, and it's basically a Windows program that you're actually telling you know, what sequence to, to do what, you know, like you, you got little sliders and, you know, you can set different key points 
and I don't think there's a, too much of a limit to the to like the key points. So within certain sequences, you can have like ten different key points for a servo to be in ten different directions or ten different you know stopping points and stuff like that. And then I have a bunch of sequences now um, on this board, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be able to you know go into a coding program and rewrite some code to do servos and then do it this way kind of makes me want to rip out the one the one that's in the dome but the one that's in the dome is doing all the stuff with the lights and all that so it's it's basically incorporated but uh it's been a fun project man and i'm trying to get them together for may 8th my buddy uh lives out western jersey northwestern jersey and they're having a I, i think i mentioned it before they're having like a little steampunk fair or something he said you should bring r2d2 over there so i'm trying to get uh yeah some of the stuff finished so this last board i put in man should handle everything in the body that's there so far you know and i'm also and now i'm trying to figure out how to do the fire extinguisher and all this crazy shit and it's just it's so cool man it's just something i like i've always wanted to do and like you know it's something that i thought about a lot and once you get him to the stage that he's in now it's like okay well what i'll push this button what do i want it to do you know and now I've kind of blanked a bunch of buttons out to do the same thing. So as I'm going through it, like now, looking back, I'm like, okay, I can change it to do this uh, or change it to do that, and it should be. It's a, it's a lot of fun, man. So that's what I've been up to. Hopefully, uh, I don't miss much more. So who wants to go next? I can go next. Oh, Andy can go next. Yeah. <laughs> Guess how many flats I got, Ian. Uh, two. I got exactly zero flights this week. <gasps> oh man! Yeah, nice. Got more than you. Finally had to start working, but I did get the belt put back in the Oxy Five, and the lubing the belt did stop the squeaking. Nice. I don't. It's undetermined how long it'll stop, but it did stop. However, I did discover that the idlers before the belt goes into the boom had some up and down uh, slop slack okay a little bit of uh, too much tolerance so those idlers were kind of jiggling up and down when you like just spin the head so end up taking that entire assembly out and shimming those with some little four millimeter by like point two five millimeter shims I had and that snugged all that up good put it all back together I haven't test flown it yet but I don't expect any problems I was not able to sim on Friday I was running late anyway my kids were here they were out on spring break and we went up to my parents house to have dinner and stuff grilled some burgers over the fire and so i was like well that's no problem i'll jump on like 9 30 or something everybody will still be there well i was having some sort of weird audio issue where uh i assume i sounded like shaggy does that sound right kevin you sounded it sounded like i don't know it's partially that but partially like feedback coming through yeah everybody spoke you could hear it back through your Feed. Right. There was, there was something weird going on. And I 
so I kept messing with it and I was trying different cables and different microphones and different this and different that. I determined it wasn't any of my physical equipment. It was something to do with the computer. I don't know if it was the Discord program or something to do with Windows or, or what the hell it was, but it was like feeding, it was taking the audio and then feeding it back through the USB channel on my board and just screwing everything up. So I finally just said, screw it, I give up, and I just quit for the night. Now the de- next day I was messing with it, and I ended up just sh- shutting everything down, the computer, like all the applications, turned the board off, just turned off everything and left it, and then come back like the next day and everything's working perfectly. Hmm. So I don't know if something in Windows was being weird or... You know, I don't know. I still can't figure out exactly what caused it. But so far, so good. Okay. I kind of miss seeing seeing everybody or listening to everyone. I listened in for a few minutes, uh, but then I got tired of it. Went back to playing with my dumb kids. <laughs> <laughs> so got I got tired of listening to the dumb kids on Discord. Went to play with my own dumb kids. <laughs> there you go. No. Uh, uh, yeah, so no flying for me. Very little wrenching. Just a little bit on the the Oxy-5. And that's about it. I don't. I was trying to think of anything else. No, that's it. I forgot to say Steve Shaw was on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, did I say Shaggy was on too? I, uh, I, I don't know. I remember Shaggy leaving for some reason. I yeah. think you guys were yelling at Shaggy. Because you thought he was causing the problem when it turns out it was me. So, sorry about that, Shaggy. <laughs> yeah, I think you made him mad. And Man, he had a bad rap, huh? Sorry, Shaggy. I must have asked him 45 times if he was going to Spring Fling. <laughs> and, and in true fashion, he answered me every time. And even when we got done with Discord, I was texting him or sending him Facebook messages the next day. Hey, are you going to Spring Fling? <laughs> and every time he was like... Yeah, I don't know if you heard me last night, but yes, I am going. It should be a lot of fun. He's, he's such a good dude, man. Should I, should I, know, I should he's I so message? nice. Why are you fucking with him? I know. I feel bad. Well, he replied I should to the message, message I sent him. I heard Kevin said that you're not going to spring. <laughs> yeah, he should. <laughs> Shit. He ended up replying to the one I sent him. I was like, hey, are you going to spring playing? He's like, what is with you and Kevin? Oh, Okay. <laughs> he's like one of those dudes in high school that you know only i'm allowed to pick on him anybody else picks on him i'm gonna kick their ass you know exactly he's like he's your buddy man he's like our little brother yeah i get mad when other people pick on him even though i pick on him as much as anyone <laughs> it's weird i don't know it's a double standard i i know it's weird but whatever <laughs> so who's next I'll go ahead and go. Um, let's see. Um, Thursday night, I was on another podcast briefly. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, non-hobby related, but uh, I was on... Uh, no, we don't Jeep care Talk- then. <laughs> I was- <laughs> no, I was on Jeep Talk Show. Uh, it's kind of crazy how they uh, do their episodes because they have a Zoom room going as they're recording so like you can be in the lobby and you'll 
chatting with other listeners and stuff as they're recording. You can hear the recording going on. And they'll sometimes chime in and ask questions and everything like that. So I was in the the Zoom room when they uh, decided to ask the listeners some questions and stuff. And, of course, you know, they they asked me, you know, what was the most expensive thing I, uh, you know, that I put into my Jeep so far. And I told them the whole front end. <laughs> I mean, right. And they just they asked me a couple little questions, you know, asked me what tires I got. And, you know, I told them I got the, the Falcon Wild Peaks and, uh you know, whatnot. It was really cool. I mean, I definitely have to say, if we were to try to do the same thing with Discord, it would be an absolute nightmare because I their their crowd is much more milder than what goes on in our Discord. But it was still cool to you know you know talk to you know other listeners you know to that podcast and everything. Just you know we were talking like road trips and then you know places or whatever. But I mean, it, it was really cool. It was definitely great, and you know that podcast. There, there. Let's see, that was episode four eighty four that they recorded Thursday night, and wow. so it's yeah they've they've been on it for like ten years. Woo. So when you guys all hanging in out in like a green room, like a virtual green room, and they pull you in for a question or? Uh, no, they the host will actually pop in. I mean, as they're recording. Okay. Like, uh, I, I don't know how they're doing it, but it's like, you know, they've, you know, we're all we are, I, we're in a Zoom lobby and, you know, we can hear the, you know, the recording as it's happening. They can't hear us, but, you know, they'll, they'll pop in and out, you know, ask us questions or, you know, you know, ask for one of our inputs and everything, which it, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, interesting. Yeah. They, they definitely have a good, you know, they have pretty good content, you know, if you're, you know, if you drive a Jeep, you know, want yeah, a Jeep, or, or if uh, you've driven nothing but Jeeps, that's probably a podcast you should check out. Okay. Um, and then Friday, I ended up going out and flying with uh, K-Dub and uh, uh, another pilot here in our area, Marion. We ended up flying, you know, flying for a good chunk of the afternoon. Uh, Keith uh, made his uh, Protos 800, which was freaking awesome, and the thing is huge. Nice. Um, but I mean, it moves. I mean, you, you can hear every bit of how big it is as it's flying. But it, I mean, it, the size. Wow, I mean, it, it's a pretty awesome bird in the sky. Um, ended up putting uh, several flights that day. I think I, uh, I ended up doing seven flights that day with both the the 470 and the 420 and the 420 did fairly good i started having more esc issues with it again and um you know after i i had to you know go ahead and leave because i had to go to work and everything later on i uh, got on discord hung out with everybody um of course it was fun as always on there sorry devin (laughs) but uh (laughs) Uh, Saturday, I did some more flying. I did about, oh, I think I did about four or five more flights on Saturday. Um, just back to back because I had, because Friday night I ended up switching the ESC from, um, fixed endpoints on the 420 to, uh, airplane mode. And my, uh, new tail blades came in, uh, Saturday morning. 
and went ahead, put the new tail blades on there because the other the other ones did a you know they touched the ground, so there was a a couple of mills missing off of them. So I was starting to have issues from that. Um, flew Saturday and it flies every bit like a goblin should, except for you know because I'm running 360 blades on a 420, it autos like a brick. So. You know, it was just back-to-back flights, and, of course, I did, you know, stuff around the house, worked, and then uh, yesterday I did a couple more flights on the 420. Um, other than that, I think that's been my week in a nutshell. Cool. Did, did switching the ESC to airplane mode solve your problem you were having? Yeah, because uh, what I was doing is, like, when you would go to take off, like, it wouldn't be like every flight. It would be like, you know, every other flight to you know, every couple flights. Like you go to, you know, go ahead and turn, you know, get ready to fly. You turn the motor on, and then it spools up, and then it shuts down. And so it's it working. Up. It's working fine now. It's working fine now. Uh, what okay. really uh, got me to kind of, you know, just go ahead and get on the ball and doing that because at first it was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's got to be something else. You know, whatever. Well, I tried to have Keith fly it and, you know, try to throw down on it, you know, and see what his thoughts were on, you know, what I should tune and everything. And all he did was uh, he just went to, you know, start doing pirouettes and it just shut down right in, right in the air. And, of course, you know, he, he was able to somewhat auto it, but it still hit the ground. And, of course, I'm like, fuck. Try taking a look at it. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you need to check the ESC. But there was no damage to it or anything. It just bounced on the skids and then laid over. And you're getting an RPM signal, right? Like you're you're seeing oh, yeah. data. Yeah, it's it's getting RPM signal. Something is weird. Like I can't. If you're getting a proper RPM signal, I can't see why the Neil Gug can't handle it. And like I don't well, know. It, it seems like it's, it's a, a weird it's handoff. It's a castle thing. in heli mode, so it's. Like, oh, it's expecting this. Freaking, what is it? Seven thirty, seventy, and a hundred, right? Uh, no, but it's got the slow spool and stuff, and the the so the neo throttle is trying to spool it up slowly, and the castle is not seeing enough signal, and then it's turn it's shutting itself back down. Ah, uh, okay, that's that what I sense. suspect is happening. Yeah, because uh, when I switched it over to airplane mode, fixed. I mean, it's not even doing that. And another thing I was kind I of I told noticing, you that would fix it. Yeah. And I, at first, you know, I was like, what, really? Airplane mode? It's like, oh, that can't be right. <laughs> I thought you were yanking my leg at first. No, that's, uh, that happened to me a few times, man, when I initially was setting up uh, my hobby wing a few times. Years ago, I would have that problem where you could – it was like the, the two, you know, were fighting for – governor it's it's either yeah it's either the i'm not sure which way is which but either the neo is trying to spool it up and it's not spooling up quick enough so it shuts it down right or the castle's doing it one or the other is not happy with the way the signal's coming in Mm. slow like that so when it's airplane mode it doesn't matter it just relies totally on the neo to do the spool up which is what that's what you need in this instance Another thing I kind of did notice because uh, I mean I did have to go on mute when I was on Discord because I was I just went ahead and you know went through the endpoints before I did everything just to kind of double check it. But I noticed like the 
you know, when I, uh, you know, turned the motor on and was going through the endpoints, I noticed the motor was just kind of like, da, 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 like it was like, it was almost like listening to a, you know, revving a car and you can hear the missing of, uh, you know, one of the spark plugs kind of thing. And it's like, that's not right either. And that kind of explains some of the tail twitch I was getting. Well, and you got to remember your ESC is doing the initial spool up until it takes over, until it kicks over to whatever you're set up for. Right. Yeah. Once I switched over to airplane mode, perfectly fine. And I replaced the, the tail blades that were on it. And I actually did like a, a side-by-side comparison because I mean, when I when I touched the tail blades after I got the, the you know tail gains correct, like the tail wag came back after I touched the tail blade, so I had to drop the tail gains even lower, you know, just to you know fly it until the next set of blades came in. And uh, yeah, there was like four millimeters missing off of each tail blade. I mean, it, it hit concrete. Jeez, <laughs> oh, you need to learn how to land. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I was trying to do like a baby auto because I never land with under power. I mean, I'll, I'll get to like a low enough altitude and I'll just, you know, let it do a baby auto and land it. And yeah, it was leaning a little too far back when I did that. And if there's any, uh, roll to, you know, to the side where the tail rotor is, it'll touch. I mean, I'm running 72 millimeter tail blades on it. You have to get a bamboo skewer and uh, glue it to your tail fin. That's kind of what I was thinking. Make, you some, a... tra- make you some training gear till you learn how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> God, I haven't flown with training gear since like 2013. That's what you need. It's like training wheels on your bicycle. Oh, I know. I know exactly what they are. Um, it's like when I have my. Uh, Blade 450 in a fuselage. I had that was the last uh, time I ever flew with him because I didn't know how the hell he was going to react. And um, I, when I was doing like the the pitch curves, there was a slight jump in uh, between, you know, regular flight mode and idle up one, and uh, that little jump caused that uh that little 450 in the fuselage to shoot up in the air like really quick. I mean, it left the ground fast enough. It left the training gear on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I was like, oh, shit. It's like a cartoon. It ran so fast, it left the sneakers. Oh, yeah, it left them there. I mean, it it snapped them off and just left them there. But, uh, yeah, as far as my week goes, that's about everything. Okay. Okay. All right, I guess I'll go next. Uh, so this week, really didn't get a chance to do any flying. I didn't do any flying over the weekend. Um, I wow, still kind of did, did I get huh? the most flights? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Nice. Um, <clears throat> I kind of been dealing with gout for the last couple of weeks, and like today is actually finally feeling its way out. So. What did I do today after work? I'm like, eh, let me go get a couple of flights on the Logo 200, and I, you know, I need to get these, uh, you know, batteries for the review. I need to get some cycles on them, like, you know, you know, I need to use them to uh, <laughs> have content for that review. So I charged up, and I, I went to this little field that's right outside of, like, I guess, not my complex, but right outside this little area here. And it's actually like 
a piece of land that's just adjacent to a, a church. So I figure, hey, I'll just park at the church and I'll just take a couple of steps and I'll fly over this field. Um, <clears throat> the Logo 200, it was nice to be able to fly it in a bigger field. Um, trying to just kind of fly it in my backyard or front yard is very sketchy with the lightweight because it just wants to kind of keep up in the air and stuff. Um, I'm going to save most of this for review, but... You know, it was actually a lot of fun, so I'm kind of enjoying it. Cool. Um, so, all right, two batteries on that. I'm like, all right, let's let's get some cycles on these batteries. I got got three batteries; they're all charged up. You know, I put the first one in. I think it's the fully max. Yeah, and you know, I take off, and I'm in my low head speed. It's like about 1700, and I'm doing backflips and forward flips, and kind of doing like you know. Each directional flips, like forward flip, left flip, back flip, right flip, you know, kind of doing those a little bit, kind of my warm-up, you know, just because I haven't flown in several weeks. Um, you know, slow half pirouette, so I, tr- I actually tried the full rotation per half pirouette, and that looked ugly, but it did it, and I was like, cool. And then I was like, all right, that's time to, and this is about 47 seconds into the flight, and I'm like, let's turn up to bank two. And I, you know, and I'm like, okay, let me do a pitch pump. Pitch up goes about 80, 90 feet in the air, and then I'm like, "Wait, my stick is still up. The helicopter's falling." Uh, okay. Oh boy. Wiggle sticks. Nothing. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so you know, it's just just dead. The, the rotor head stops, and it's just a dead weight falling down. Um. So yeah, my raw went in. Oh no. No. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go? Nope, I went, hmm, interesting. <laughs> I took out my phone, and I have a video. I take out my phone, and I, I start taking a look at my V-Control, you know, like, and I, just, I, I, I'm like, hmm, 47 seconds. I use, like, 600 milliamps on the battery, and I'm like, hmm, what happened there? I'm not sure. Um, and then, you know, by then, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the top of this helicopter, and it's, it's laying on the side. The blades are definitely broken the mains, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's see. Everything still looks intact. Tail boom looked intact. Tail box, you know, the canopy was still there. It wasn't all like in, you know, confetti or in like dust, you know. Um, and I pick it up and I'm like, all right, I see a broken link. Blades are definitely, you know, hit. Um, when the helicopter's flopping down, it definitely went nose first and like nose first and left. Like it kind of went like forward and left aileron. Um, and it hit knife edge. So the blades hit first, and then the canopy and the, the side of the helicopter kind of hit the ground. Um, nose first, and then the tail. Uh, I was quite surprised. I looked at the tail. I mean, I didn't take it apart or anything yet. I haven't taken anything apart yet on it. But overall, initial crash report is uh, definitely mains. The, the tail blades kind of folded back. So they have like those, you know, the notches that ends up happening when they fold back too much, which I would probably just glue and still fly. Um, servo horn, the rear elevator servo horn broke, and the canopy got, you know, cracked up a little bit. It was still mm-hmm. being held onto the helicopter and everything, so it still looked like a goblin when you saw it from a little bit distance, but yeah, <laughs> there's some damage. It's like a Picasso, looks good from a distance. Yeah, or or it could be one of those things where like it looks good on the right side, but on the left side, not so okay. much. <laughs> the two face. Yeah, Two-Face, right? Two-Face. <laughs> I got to say, though, 
I mean, it fell, and it fell like pretty quick, like you know, like a piece of lead. It just fell right down. The battery was fine. The EC tray got scuffed, but was still intact, as far as I can tell. So it'll be very interesting to kind of um, tear it down and see what actually um, got damaged. So you had you know? no no pitch or anything. You couldn't control the no, descent. Nothing. I had- Really? I walk up to it and you know the needle shut off. My my V control says it's off, and all I hear is the Scorpion EC, you know, beeping some Morse code. I don't know what it was beeping, but wow. it was beeping. So, um, you yeah. sent us a picture. It it looked mm-hmm. like it took it really well. It really did. I when think I, it did. When I first saw the picture, I was like, "Oh boy, Steve's trying to do an inverted auto like Kevin." <laughs> right? <Just> screwed <laughs> it up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Got to learn how to do them upright first. <laughs> but yeah, I really, I'm really quite surprised uh, so far. Like I said, I definitely need to tear it down to know really the extent of the damage. But it you know, look bad. At, at first glance, it does not look bad. You know, <laughs> I was going to send well, you guys a picture of uh, the tail boom because uh, when I got the when I got the helicopter, I had a little ding on the tail boom from shipping. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh. Damn it! <laughs> Thirty-five millimeter. No, just you know, just a joke around, but <laughs> nah, it's fine. I, it's not tweaked at all, which is quite surprising. So, did, well, did your did your log say anything about amperage? Like, you think you overamped the ESC, or what do you think happened? I mean, to be honest, I was like, okay, I, I came back home and I cooked dinner for the kids. You know, since my wife's away this week, so. I didn't really look at it, you know. The helicopter's okay. sitting on the table. The radio's in the box. I'll I'll take a look at it probably after this episode. So and take a glass. ESC shut down or the or the, no, uh, the, the Neo shut down. The Neo shut down. So it wouldn't ES be any kind of over amp or anything when that calls that. Yeah, the the mm. power was still on. Now I don't know if the BC failed on the ESC. That could be a thing. Oh, so yeah, that's true. Let me let me add a precursor to this. So, um, add some context. Wait, no, you got a backup, don't you? Let me, that is the context I need to give oh, you. So Here we go you, again. You were talking about, <laughs> when you were doing a raw review, you were talking about you did the, the fixed mount, right? And I did the actual soft mount. And I've been having some issues with the collective stops on that helicopter. It flies great, but like when I do those, you know, when I flip and do a collective stop and then flip to 180, tail whip and then do a collective stop, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I would see a little bobble. So I'm like, and you're saying that oh you barely had to do any tuning, so I was like, you know what? It's probably the, the dampen mount, like it's just causing it additional shake. A little bit too squishy to me, right? Honestly. Like right, I, so, I bolted it up and was like, took my finger and wiggling it around. I was like, eh. I mean, it's probably okay, but I just mm-hmm. put the solid one back on. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well I took that off, and where I had my R2 backup, or just the, I had the blue one the first RC, mm-hmm. was. On that receiver tray that mounts underneath the dampened mount on right. the thing. But when I, when I was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna, like, I didn't have the parts for it. I just like, I have screws. I'm gonna make, I'm just gonna bolt the, the top plate directly to that, um, the, the aluminum, you know, uh, cross member bar that, that you mount this, mount it all to. And so I was like, ah, well, this thing's on this thing. I don't want to bother with that. I don't have enough time. Let me just go out there and fly. <laughs> of course. Mm. So, right, so you when know, are you gonna learn? <laughs> Never. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's be realistic. Realistic. Come on. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> it you sounds know? in a way like the Glogo oh, crash I had, like the I don't know, 
Like you had nothing. I had nothing. It just went straight into the ground. Like I lost signal. Yeah. The thing is, is um, I mean, I might have been able to tell, but the funny thing is, Andy, I actually did have telemetry set up, <laughs> but it didn't matter at this point. <laughs> well, at least you have a reason to get that new orange canopy. Well, yeah. I mean, I, that's all on order. So I don't, you know, like I'm not even sweating it because. Even whatever that could be damaged, I probably have the parts for. I mean, I know the tail boom's not damaged. I have a cracking spindle if I need it. I have the, you know, I currently have the 30 millimeter arms. I could put the 27s on, you know, like no problem. Like, so I, I kind of have the parts. So I'm not really worried. And I have extra, you know, those are the SAB blades, which in my opinion, I love the switch blades better, you know? Yeah, you're so, lucky you broke them. Yeah. So, so I'm just like, Eh, it wasn't that bad. It didn't look that bad to me. So you place I the packing I tape over the canopy, and you'll be good to go. Yeah, Fly I mean, tomorrow. I'm yeah. actually, <laughs> I, I'm actually thinking about that. Like, I have Seriously. tons of vinyl. I yeah, will just, just take yellow vinyl. Just, I mean, it's not yeah. that bad. Yes, it's busted up, but yeah. but what's since it's in the air, you're not going to notice it. And it'll still provide the same level yeah. of visibility. I mean, if you really wanted to, you can do the paper towel trick on the inside mm-hmm. with yep, thin CA. Yeah, and then yep. put a piece of vinyl over the outside, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Probably be stronger than before. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm not really sweating it. I'll get the orange canopy set. I actually bought orange vinyl because I want to do some vinyl work on the that bottom piece, the mouth, the fish mouth part. But, um, yeah, no sweat. It's uh, It went as good as it could falling out of the sky, you know? Yeah. So... So I can't complain, man. Can't complain. I, I, I'm, you know. <laughs> so, all right. Was there anything else? Oh, and I did a whole bunch of stuff on the Miata. And um, I did a whole bunch of uploading about the Miata, too, recently. So you I kind of dude. Took, you took spammed the last my whole <laughs> Facebook freaking feed. <laughs> I think the last, what, it was like last month and a half, <laughs> maybe, the last month of work on the Miata. And I've been working on the Miata pretty much every day for like an hour now because I'm very close to getting started. But um, so I was like uh, one night I was like, oh, man, I got all this shit. I'm going to freaking just <laughs> I'm gonna spam Instagram, which then will, you know, automatically share it to my Facebook page. So I was sure people were loving that. What was that you were saying about the valve cover not working? Or oh, I painted it and freaking it all just chipped away. So I was like, uh. oh. I opened it up after it got moved from you know from the from Jersey, and I'm like, what the fuck happened to the valve cover? Like, granted, I didn't look at the car. Like, once I moved it from Jersey, it was like months before I even popped the hood to look at it. And when I did, I was like, oh, the valve cover all chipped up. So, eh, whatever. Got a new radiator. I'm gonna go install that, you know, and have fun with that. So, that's all. Yeah, I'm very close, man. I think. uh by this weekend, if not before, I'm gonna hope video. Drive- I'm gonna hope video TV start that thing. <laughs> you gonna drive it to Spring Fling? <laughs> no. If I could get a DMV appointment, maybe. Yeah, hey, what am I gonna do with You're that? in Virginia, <laughs> dude. Yeah. They have DMV no, no. in Virginia? No, just go. <laughs> just go. No plates, no nothing. Just go. <laughs> no plates. Yeah, no insurance. Don't need it. Yeah, yeah I just blame uh, no plates on COVID. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's not like they can look it up and see that I had made two DMV appointments already since I've been here and gone to them. <laughs> but no. I mean, there's been like three STEMI checks that have been out, and I'm still seeing like every other plate that's like expired by at least a year. 
I don't want to talk about that stimmy check. I don't, oh, know, what that, I don't know what that stuff is. <laughs> Anyways, let's go into the main topic here. Okay. Yeah, balancing it. What are we talking about? Balance a helicopter on your nose? Tail fin yes. first? Yep. Balancing your budget. Balancing, balancing your, budget. your budget. Man, didn't we do I like... I don't know anything about it, so... Yeah, so. first of all, I don't think any of us know anything about it. I think Clinton was the last one to actually balance the budget. Wait, balancing on your foot while holding your, you know, while touching your nose? I mean. No, we're not talking about roadside sobriety, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you failed. <laughs> you failed. You and your, to Jeep you, podcast. <laughs> you and your Jeep are impounded. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god perfect perfect that's perfect timing there <laughs> oh, i love it all right we're talking about balancing blades and you know just overall parts on the helicopter which uh yeah so let's talk about main blades yes yeah do you guys balance, balance your main blades nope i do when i do off like sets, right? You know, one off sets, yeah. I guess you call them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't really much anymore. I don't think most people do. To be fair, like most of the brands now are really close out of the box, yep. like really good. Mm-hmm. Assuming you're, you have a set and you're not mix and matching. Mm-hmm. However, since Ian's been talking about doing a three blade, deal and we know how difficult it is to find three blade match sets that's an instance Mm -hmm. yeah especially in odd sizes that's an instance where you do need to balance your blades yes Uh, another instance would be scale or something where you have multi-blade heads you know maybe you have a four blade or five blade main head or tail rotor very very important to balance your blades in these instances in my opinion. Yeah, and I think when we were thinking about this topic, I had said that I haven't balanced main blades since the old fly bar days. I did balance them back then, which was pointless because my flying time was only like 20 seconds and it had nothing to do with the blades. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much it vibrates. It's going on the ground anyway. <laughs> it was me it was like being out of balance. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on the the main blade part a little bit because I've I looked uh, yesterday, looked up some videos and stuff, and there's kind of a lot of bad information out there about balancing blades, and they sell these blade balancing apparatus mm-hmm. apparati that are just kind of crappy. Like you can static balance them, but that's not really very useful because the CG of each blade could be vastly different. And when you start spinning them, it's going to be, it's not going to be balanced. So as far as I'm concerned, there's two ways to do it. You can use the Roto pro balancing tool, which miniature aircraft was kind enough to bring back into production or at least bring back to sale. I don't know if they're building them or not. Mm-hmm. For a long time, you couldn't buy it. It's the Cole Roto Pro balancer. Or you can just do it with a gram scale and something to balance them on. 
Yeah, something yeah, like, like a, a shaft or a uh, a knife stood up on edge in a vise, or I use an an architecture scale, the little triangle ruler thing. Mm-hmm. You guys have probably seen, and an accurate gram scale. I like yeah. one that goes down to a hundredth of a gram, just to get get that accuracy. And so. Uh, trying to think the best way to describe this method. So you have your scale and you have something to balance each blade on. We're going to weigh each blade, determine the heaviest blade and write Mm -hmm. that on it. Yep. And write the weight of the light blade. And now we need to get a piece of tape. That's the exact weight of the difference. Yeah. So say one weighs 220 and then the other one weighs 221.5. You're going to need a piece of tape that weighs 1.5 grams, however long that is. And you can use different tapes. Like I balanced a set of 550 blades yesterday just as an exercise so I could remember how to do this. Mm-hmm. And electrical tape, I couldn't get a piece small enough because they yeah. were really, really close already. Mm-hmm. So I ended up using a small piece of scotch tape Yep. because it's lighter. If you're looking for more weight, you can – electrical tape works good, or you can even go get some like aluminum um, heating duct tape or, you know, anything to get the weight. Uh, scotch tape and packing tape are kind of nice in that they don't – can't really see it. Yeah. So if your blade's not black – yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, electrical tape works well if it's black. Mm-hmm. Your blade's black. If it's not, then you can see it. Of course, you can use white tape or something also. Yeah. So we have each blade. We have we know the weights. So now we take the hit and we have our piece of tape sitting to the side. That's the exact weight of the difference of the two. Now we need to take the heavy blade and we need to find the CG, the span-wise CG. Mm-hmm. So... Whatever you can balance it on, just keep shifting it back and forth. Make sure you have it on your balancing point square. You know, it's not sitting at a weird angle or something. You want the balancing point to be perpendicular to the length of the blade. Find the part, the point where it perfectly balances and make a mark on your blade. You know, mark that CG point. Then what I do is I, I take the light blade and I find a driver that'll fit through the bolt holes and mm-hmm. I put both blades together, aligning them with the bolt hole. I transfer that mark from the yep. CG of the heavy blade onto the CG of the light, or I mark the light blade. Right. So now with the CG, yep. With the CG mark. Now I balance that blade, mm-hmm. but I need to balance it at that mark and then yep. use your tape Yes. And you can move the tape in or out from the center of gravity on whichever side you need. Uh-huh. And you, you can just lay it on there, find the point where the make the blade balance perfectly. And then once you know where to put the tape, then you can affix it to the blade, wrapping it around the leading edge. Yes. So it doesn't blow off. Yes, fly. you need to do it on the leading edge, yeah. Don't just put it on the top or on the bottom. You want right. to kind of wrap the front um, yep. leading edge. I, tell you, to the top I try to take, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I have a, 
inch and a half piece of tape, you know, that I'll put the, the center of the tape on the leading edge and put an yep. equal amount on top and the bottom. Yep. Any way that it wraps the leading edge, I think, is, uh-huh. is okay. That's key, right. Yeah. And once you do that, now you know that your blades weigh exactly the same uh-huh. and the span-wise CG is exactly the same. You could get into, I don't even know, yeah, Mm cord-wise, I don't even know. If it's worth it. (laughs) If it's, yeah, I mean, for general purposes, I don't even think it's worth even worrying about. Uh If you're doing, had some really unusual blades and you're doing scale or maybe you're doing FAI and you just need it to be as smooth as possible, you might look at that. To be honest, I'm not sure. I don't even know a good method to balance cord-wise CG. Yeah, especially when you're talking about like a 700 millimeter blade, it's like it's yeah. a bit hard. Yeah, yeah. you're never going to get that blade perfectly parallel with your balance point. I mean, it's right. like, it's going to be almost impossible. I would think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, I mean, the there's. The air I think there too. were tools to do it with back in the day when people mm-hmm. were making blades. Sure. And stuff because I mean, then you could have it way off. With production blades nowadays, I don't even think it's that much of an issue. Yeah, if the cord wise so. is off, I doubt it's going to be off very much at all. Mm-hmm. The span wise, I think, is the most important part. Yeah, and that can vary hugely just because, like the you know mm-hmm. the, the resin and everything that's infused into all that stuff. Right. I pulled yeah. out my set of Revo blades, mm-hmm. and they were kind of off. I mean, not really? a lot, maybe a gram, okay. uh, a tenth. Let's see like two tenths of a gram. So a piece of electrical tape about an inch and a half long. Okay. But I ended up having to put the piece of tape at the very tip of one of the blades. Really? Ooh. Yep. I was like, well, this is weird. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, these are handmade blades. Yeah, yeah, they're handmade. Oh, okay. yeah. Handmade. So they're matched up, but they're not perfect, perfect. Yeah, and I think he uses sure. pre-pregged. You know, um, I mean, they're, too. they're plenty good enough. You can fly. Sure, yeah. I didn't notice any vibration or anything. Mm-hmm. But if you want them perfect, then you know, I bounced them. It took you know three or four minutes. I'm yeah. done. Did you notice it? Did you see a difference? No, I haven't even it's... pulled them on a heli yet. Oh, okay. Or I mean, again, I you know, I tried them. I've put them on a couple things, but yeah. no, I I won't notice a difference honestly. But I mean, now I know they're perfect. Yeah. Uh, same thing would be if you're doing multiple blade sets. I mm-hmm. think you'd find the heaviest one. Yeah. And each blade, you're going to have a piece of tape that goes with that blade to make it match the heaviest one. Yep. You know, key point is is you could always add weight. <laughs> I mean, right. Trying to take weight off the blades? No, you don't want to do that because you're no. going to you know, compromise the, the yeah. integrity of it. Yeah, I would yeah. say you can. I mean, yeah. especially with some like tail blades, you can drill a tiny little hole in them or something. But well, adding tape's easier. Right, exactly. I'd rather make it just a tad heavier and evened out than try to grind off or drill holes into. Yeah. Yeah. You can also, if like a tail, well, we'll get into tail blades. In mm-hmm. You can add paint or um, yeah. varnish, like nail polish or something like that. Adds weight as well if you just need mm-hmm. a small amount. I was going to say, Andy, eventually you're going to take the weight off those blades at some point. So, Yeah, well, Ian add. is because he's going to hit the ground with them and right. grind it off. Exactly. 
He's going to hit the pavement. <laughs> concrete. But concrete. theoretically, he'd be taking the same off each blade, so it should work out. True. I guess if you're <laughs> one of those pilots, man, that's, I don't know, I guess it would be one less thing that you could say is affecting your your tuning or, you know, if you're one of those tuning freaks. Right. Yeah, a lot of this balancing stuff, um, a production heli, like a, a kit nowadays, they're all pretty damn good. The blades are all pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would really even notice it unless, one, you you have a problem or if you're doing FAI type things. Yeah, yeah. that I, I you need see. to Like if you're trying to do hover maneuvers, you really want to crank that gain up as high as possible. And the smoother everything spins, the higher you can get the gain without getting wobbles and bobbles and all kinds of problems. Okay. The smoother is better. Awesome. Tail blades can do them the exact same way. They're much more difficult to do manually. They work really, really well on that Rotor Pro, the Cold yeah. Rotor Pro. It looks really good when they do yeah, it. If you want to look at this thing, if you go to miniatureaircraft.de, mm-hmm. uh, they have them on there. I don't remember what part they are, but Joseph has done a couple videos showing you how it works, and you get an idea of how to do it, and you can do manually basically the same method as you do with this tool okay. and if i remember correctly i think you can do uh core ycg on it as well yeah i think so i'm not i mean i know you can't i'm just not exactly sure how you do that but i think that is the only way to do cord wise actually is that, yeah that tool there's a way you can you slide them through it like sideways. Somehow or another, I guess you can line the leading leading edge and do it that way. Right. Uh. Cool. Yeah. Tail blades, same thing, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about some other spinny thingies on the helicopter. What about main gears? Main gears. Yeah. Probably not for CNC ones, you know, but the the motor ones. Yes. I used to balance all the main gears. Oh, yeah? Especially on stuff that was, like you said, molded gears. Mm -hmm. They were always off. Always, yeah. It wasn't a lot, but always. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I was just going to say, the fact that when you do, um, like, when you if you do gear meshing, the mm-hmm. fact that there's a high point, like, right. just tells you that the CG is going to be off, right? Because right. one side of the gear is protruding more than the sure. other. Sure. So. Yeah, it's less prevalent on the machine mm-hmm. gears. Like, if you have yeah. a Dalrin machine gear or an aluminum yeah. pulley, mm-hmm. they're usually pretty dang close. Yeah. Although, a big Dalrin gear can be out because the there could be different densities from one side to the other of the plastic. Mm-hmm. It's usually not a lot. Yeah. I would use the the Dubro prop balancer, the true spin prop balancer. I'm sure mm-hmm. anybody that's yep. been around helis have seen one or used one or has one of these yep. or around airplanes. You just put it in there, and I just file a little bit of material out of the heavy side till it it balances. You just spin, you know, you, you spin it around, 
Yeah, see what part mark drops. the heavy. Yeah, just mm-hmm. turn it a little when it stops. Mark the heavy spot. Move that heavy spot up to the right, up to the left, and keep removing metal till it basically will stop at any point without moving. Yeah, it's very simple. It's not time consuming sometimes, but there's nothing complicated about this. We're always you're just adding or removing weight to balance things. Okay. Now, do you feel that you need to do this? Even knowing that, like a motor gear would be way out. I Not would, way out, but out mm-hmm. on motor gears. I would. Yeah. I mean, it. it why not? Uh, make it fly better. I don't know. I mean, would I even notice it if, like, it's just off by a little bit and it's so close to the center of gravity? Like, you know. Go so so close to the main shaft, right? It's not like a yeah, but not a proto's main not, gear, but it's not that. Know. It's it's not got anything to do with the center of gravity of the aircraft. It's a vibration. You know, yeah. less yeah. vibration is better. Would you notice it? Maybe not, but maybe you might have a, a weird tuning issue that's hard to get out and discover that the vibration is. Mm. causing a problem that compounded with other things vibrating too could i guess add up to stuff sure sure i would think Mm -hmm. like i said most of the popular kits now with the machine gears or aluminum pulleys like on the the goblins and stuff they're yeah i wouldn't even bother checking them honestly no i don't bother i don't personally bother but i've never heard of people putting those on to see how they CG or, you know. Yeah. Big Delrin gears, it's okay to check that. Yeah. Same like I checked the one on my, let's see. Like the Protos? Well, <laughs> the Protos is actually a mold. See, it's not machined. It's a molded pulley. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I balance that. Yeah. It's very big, so. Right. But I think I balance the main gear on my XL Power as well, Spectre. I don't think it needed much, but mm-hmm. we had a little, little bit away with the hobby knife or, or take a round file and file a little bit away. It's not, I don't know. It doesn't take all that much time. I mean, it's an extra step, but it's one less thing you got to worry about. One less vibration source. Yeah. Uh, what about your rotor assemblies, your head? You know, that's spinning. I don't. Yeah, I don't bother with that unless I have some sort of problem. Sure. Which yeah. I've never had. It's always been a bent main shaft. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you can have problems with that. And I would think it would be even more uh, evident or more likely to have a problem on a multi-blade head. A three-blade or if it's scale four or five-blade. Mm-hmm. I would think that would need to be probably checked at least just to make sure that can also yeah. be checked on the the dubro if you want to just do the hub you can actually put it on the main shaft and then put the main shaft in the dubro let it hanging over one side where you put okay. the side closest to the hub on top of of the spinner and then you raise it up and let the shaft be on the bottom side of the other spinner. So it's uh, cantilevered. Mm-hmm. That way you can hang it off the edge of the table. If you're going to do it with the grips, you have to come up with a way to fold the the grip, the 
the pitch arms, mm-hmm. you got to have those folded. Probably the easiest would be folded all the way back around to the hub. Okay. And yeah. something around that, possibly like a rubber band or something that's equal weight all the way around. Yeah. To hold don't, do a, place. don't do a zip tie. <laughs> yeah. A small rubber band works, mm-hmm. and that way your grips aren't flopping around because that would definitely throw everything off. Yep. Same way with tail assemblies. Uh-huh. Go and balance your tail assembly. You can balance the tail assembly with the tail blades as well. The, pr- the problem with that is you've got to have the tail blades in the exact position they're going to be when they're spinning. Yeah, and that's not always out. easy mm-hmm. to figure out. Some, I mean, usually they're kind of like square straight out, but depending on the cord wise CG, they might be a couple degrees lead or lag. To lag them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty difficult. Personally, I would just balance the blades by themselves and then balance the assembly with the grips. I've had a problem. Cool. Uh, let's talk about some nitros and clutch stacks. Yep. Again, uh, do you balance yours, Steve? No. I, you know, most of my nitros have been goblins, and I don't know. I find that it's pretty. It's like I've never gotten vibrations from the clutch stack for me to be like, "Oh, next one I build, I'm going to balance would everything." You, would you know? Anymore. Probably not. Yeah. I okay. balanced uh, mine on the shuttle, and I balanced the fans. Yeah. Um, the if I had a uh, shuttle, I think I would do that too. I just think <laughs> yeah. of the the goblins, the way that they machine everything. It's pretty. It's Is pretty the sharp. fan aluminum or plastic? The fans aluminum. Okay, it yeah. should be pretty close then. Yeah. Plastic fans, which are on a lot of models, mm-hmm. are always off just a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Clutch, clutch bells are usually pretty good. Clutches, yeah, some are good, some are not. Honestly, I think indicating is more important than balancing. Well, as important. If you have a plastic okay. fan, you definitely ought to balance that. Yeah. So talk about this, you know, using a dial indicator, you know, to see how true it is. Right. right. That's what you're checking? Yes, the run out, basically. Mm-hmm. And... I, that can definitely be out, and that will cause vibration because it throws everything out of balance. Right. You want everything concentric and turning true to the crankshaft of the engine or mm-hmm. the, the output of the engine. Yeah. And by move, like just spin, like loosening the nut and spinning the the clutch at different points and stuff, you can get more or less run out with this. So, you know, trying to get that as low as possible, down something less than a thousandth of an inch, should be good. If it's out more than that and you can't get it better, I'm not really sure how you would correct that, to be honest. Seem like it would probably be a machining problem with the clutch stack itself. Right. Um, so we did talk about some balancing tools like the Cole Rotor Pro Mini from Miniature Aircraft, uh, the Dubro Prop Balancer, and what I'm calling the cheap blade balancer that looks like a little A-frame and kind of balances on teeters on top. Yeah. Um, 
Are there any other tools that we know of? I mean, besides a DIY, you know, approach. Yeah, I don't think those blade balancer A-frame deals mm-hmm. are really <clears throat> worth anything. No. I mean, if you want to no. throw it at your dog or your kid or something, <laughs> it's probably good for that. I do have one of those, and I have used them. And the only case I've used them was is when I was building small night blades. Right. You know, 285. Even, even still, it's not, it's not good for anything. It's not good, but it's just it's okay for me to just know like. But why balance. wouldn't you just balance them properly so that they're they're actually balanced instead of just because with the LEDs and the, the the tape on it, it just it's, it was very difficult to get it to balance on like a ruler or a knife or you know main shaft or anything round like a pen. Yeah, you know because there's like all the wires running down in. That's where you need that on stuff. That coal rotor pro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you're making your own night blades, that's probably the best method we can recommend is to use that. Um, Because then you're not trying to – the way that works, you have a a bed basically that you lay the blade on. So it doesn't matter if there's LEDs on it or anything. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With the LEDs though, which is – and I think I've I've probably seen other people do this too with non-LED blades. But I use shrink wrap to balance them. Yeah, um, because works. because of the LEDs, you know, and like I use mm-hmm. a battery and LED and the shrink wrap and everything to kind of place it um, beyond the CG span width or yeah span width CG. I would then like take different pieces and move it to get the same CG on both blades. You right. know, move the battery right. forward and back and stuff. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> but um, yeah, yeah, shrink shrink wrap. <laughs> you know. Worked, especially because I was making small blades, so the shrink wrap was mm-hmm. small. You know, I didn't have to get some industrial, crazy, huge shrink wrap or anything. Right. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So we haven't really heard much from Kevin or Ian. Like, do you guys do any of this stuff? Do you guys care? <laughs> um, I mean, I know, Ian, you said your shuttle stuff you definitely balanced out. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. um... The fan clutch on uh, the fan and the the clutch belt. I mean, I balanced out on those no, those, but I've never had to do like tail rotor blades or uh, mm-hmm. actually balancing main blades. Um, I know when my dad got into the hobby in like '88 uh, or '89, I mean, you could still buy blades at the hobby shop. I mean, but you still had to take them home and balance them, you know, to make sure you know they're you know on point. But yeah, it's like I know what you know. Probably a few years before you know, my dad even got in the hobby, you had to make your own blades. So um, yeah, that's insane. He, yeah, he lucked out there, and then I, I just happened to be fortunate that like when I uh, got into the hobby, I didn't really have to do any major blade balancing. Anytime I need blades, I just went and got them. But it's like uh, I just happened to have one-off blade that I'm going to, you know, try with the the set of 380s that I've got for my uh, 420, so that's going to be something I'm going to be doing here this week, and uh, you know, go ahead and try this for myself because I've I've never balanced blades, so it's like, anytime I've wrecked a set of blades, it's always been both blades were done, so. Mm. You know, I get the the whole topic of of balancing blades, and I, I understand you know, initially what we were talking about, but when you guys started talking about clutch stack and, and, you know, stuff like that, your clutch and your fan and, and things like that, it just opens up a whole nother like avenue that I didn't even think about. 
you know, uh, with balancing and stuff on the on the models. Right. Mm-hmm. Which which you store. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of store that on a back burner or, or file that away, and then you know if it comes up later on down the road, you know, why is it acting? Well, maybe that's out of balance. I never check that. You know. Right. 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 Yeah, like a, like I was saying, a weird tendency or a tuning issue, some kind of something you just can't get out. You pull up the logs, your vibration, it's off the charts. You're like, well, damn. Maybe I need to start looking at things. Mm-hmm. You you want it. You want all your spinny bits to be balanced and concentric. Yes. Yeah, and I it's don't like a balancing act. And I don't balance blades nowadays because I usually buy them in the set, and I kind of trust that that it's uh, flying. They're pretty okay. good. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, unless it's, it's when I broke something up, broke a setup or something. Right. Yeah, but I will say there's. Fast difference. Like if you take two sets of any blade, like out of the box, there can be a couple grams difference in those. I mean, there they can be big differences. Like if you're trying to take one blade you broke, you got one good blade out of this set, one good blade out of that set, and put those mm-hmm. together. You better balance them because I've seen you them be to. off quite a bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I. Yeah. I, I haven't balanced things, like I said, since the old fly bar days. And that is where I used to use the bolt trick to balance them. I didn't have a fancy balancer. So I would stick a round head bolt through both blades and put a nut on the other side and get it to where they're, I thought they looked okay. They looked, you know, away from each other uh-huh. in a straight line. In line, yeah. And then I would see if they balanced out, and then I would put a little piece of tape on the on the lighter one, you know. But where would you put the tape? I would just move it around. Anywhere. I would take a set piece <laughs> so and just you, move you it. D- yeah. So you kind of got them better, but that still could have been way off. way off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like the, I said, that's kind of the part that I don't think some people understand about balancing blades. Like if you use that A-frame right. uh-huh. bouncer thing or put a bolt through them or whatever, the bolt's even more room for error because if they're not uh if they're not uh see how am i trying to say like if you try to do them in the grips for example or something if they're not straight with each other in the Mm -hmm. the same way that they are when they're in flight with the lead lag like a couple degrees either way can throw the balance way off and you'd think they're either right or they're wrong and that could be wrong or right yeah see and in my mind i was saying well i just want to get the the weight equaled you know between the two spinny things right or between the two grips that are holding both spinny things around sure sure Mm -hmm. which i guess was making it better but in in it's better but you kind of see how what i'm saying now oh yeah definitely yeah that the the it's better but it's not right The CG of the blades needs to match as well as the weight of the blades. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's very simple. I'm, if you, I know it, I made it sound more complicated than it is. It only takes a few minutes and all you really need is a decent gram scale and you can pick those up for 10, 15 bucks. You know, that's yeah. not probably great scale, but good enough, you know? Yeah. Your buddy Tony down the street probably has one. Yeah, but he's, but he's not balancing blades on them. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anybody that smokes probably has one. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Another freaking check minus for us drinking, guys. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But that was, uh, yeah, it's a good topic because, like I said, you know, when you bring up other things that are spinning, you think of blades and, you know, just opens up another avenue. Right. Yeah. You got, we talked about main gears, but you also got like tail gear, tail pulleys and stuff, like the front one that's on the main shaft. I balance those as well. Um, wow. This is like on small helis, especially with the molded pulleys and stuff. You'd be surprised how far off they could be, and, you know, a couple to three grams or so. And it makes a difference when you're spinning it, especially on a small heli. So you're spinning right. 2,800, 3,000, 3,200 RPM. And you got a couple grams, you know, two inches from the main shaft. That's That can make a big difference. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Anything else for the main topic? Or shall we move it on? We can move it on. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Uh, do we have a planker segment? Do we have an older one? Yeah. They're the best ones now. They're the only ones now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Kevin McGrady, a.k.a. Skids. X12. I'm in this stupid fucked up car wars thing too. Anyway, we find our group of rejects on the frozen planet of Hoth where they are hiding from the Mazda car company. Meanwhile the evil Mazda corporation is searching for Mr. Miata in order to turn him to the dark side of the car world, factory original equipment. Yes, the dreaded OEM. Now let us join this group of free-fall knuckleheads. Hey guys. Well, Captain Solo, our master, Mr. Miata, hasn't returned. Yeah. And it's getting cold out there. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely, extremely dangerous, but someone needs to go. I really don't want to go. Someone needs to go look for him. Kind of, but not really. No. I don't really. How about you, Obi-Wan, helicopter and airplane hoarding guy? But, um, 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 I buy too much stuff. Chew back fat, how about you? <laughs> I. Stop right there. Stop right there. Oh, uh, what a dick. 
Somebody get over here to level two and clamp all this tauntaun shit. There's tauntaun shit all over the floor. Open the doors. Open the doors. Hey now. Did somebody order grub hub? Come up front. Get your grub hub. We're so doomed. You know what? I'm having a hell of a good time right now. Meanwhile, our hero, Mr. Miata, is lost in the deep snow of Hoth, near death. Luke. 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 <gasps> Use Luke clutches on your Miata. Okay. Mr. Miata. Awesome. You must go to the Dagobah system. And learn from Master Yoda. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty good car guy. He fixed my sister's car. Yeah, it's great to hear. Go! Go to Dagobah. Oh, that doesn't look too far. What's up, Doc? What kind of a question is that? Well, a podcaster, not a surgeon. So I... <laughs> okay, um, let's try... <laughs> Kevin, you know, this is the planker. Hello. So I think this is my first interview with one of you uh, heli hat guys. Yeah, well, yeah. Okie dokie. <laughs> Sounds like... Is is that Shaggy I hear? Spot on. I like boobies. Are you two <laughs> having an intimate moment or something? Hey. Um, Stop touching me there, Shaggy. Good seconds from getting his hair pulled. Wow, are you guys fond of each other? I'm curious. This is me <laughs> on a Tuesday. What are you doing? I'm not judging, but I'm surprised. Facials. He doesn't know how to cream pie? Now, this is getting personal. <laughs> Come on, Shaggy, put it right there. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about you cream pieing. You guys need privacy? Oh, yeah. It stings. Salty, you know? I better let you go. No, put it right there. <laughs> oh, ball! <laughs> <laughs> Eat a dick. Took my fucking spot. You know what I mean, Saggy? Like your ass.
stereo. Yeah. Balls! <laughs> Balls! Kevin McGrady, a.k.a. Skiff. That was the planker from many moons ago. If this is Kevin your first said time. Jack is five minutes from getting his hair pulled. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. Oh my God. Did he actually post that? No, that's in the thing. Did you not hear it? It was in the segment. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Try to keep up, Steve. Yeah. I know. I'm falling behind. I gave you a week to catch up, dude. <laughs> no, that's why we're falling behind. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. Yep. I think. You'll get it after the show. It'll come to you. Okay. All right. Let's move on to news and announcements. All right. News. And announcements. Right. It's like, I wonder who's going to forget what part. <laughs> I'll never forget my part because yeah. it's always the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't forget mine either. <laughs> I almost yeah, did. But when you're not here, Kevin, it throws everyone else yeah. into disarray because nobody knows what to say. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's all your fault. Yep. Damn it, Kevin. I'm sorry I'm the keeper of the straight and narrow, the status you're, quo. You're, you, Kevin, you are the glue that holds this show together. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and when you're not here, it struggles, let me tell you. Mm. <sighs> that would explain the text messages I got this week. The, the only time I don't people message time, you. Where are you? Please come back. This guy sucks. Yeah. Steve messaged me. I can't. You can't leave me alone with these two idiots. Andy messaged me. You can't leave me alone with these two idiots. Ian messaged me. You can't leave me alone. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny over the what five years we've been doing this. A little bit over five years now. I've never thought about quitting until <laughs> Kevin stopped showing up for the damn episodes. Oh, like, man. I'm sorry, dude. Like, dude. So, yes. <laughs> he cannot miss anymore. I don't care if you sound like I mean, a no horse's ass. I mean, no pressure or anything, but. Yeah, no pressure. No. I don't care if you have a All the pressure. The, the global pandemic has come to your house. You still can't hey, miss an episode. Hey. hey. We all going to eventually get it, so okay. don't worry. <laughs> all right. We'll see how you guys. Maybe right I'll out. maybe I'll miss it when you guys got it, just for the point <laughs> of the thing, just to be socially distant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to be virtually socially distant. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's move it on. What do we got for news announcements, huh? Uh, well, I was on Horizon Hobby looking around nice. for some news and announcements. Uh, just looking around, actually, and you know, spring is coming. We're almost here, and if you want to get into the hobby and figure out how to fly you know you can always start with a trainer and uh fms has got a new trainer and it's shaped like the bixler and if you don't know what i'm talking about that's kind of a pusher think prop this one is difficult or what is it would it be difficult intermediate or no i think this would be super easy oh man it's called an easy trainer yes I set it up for you. What are you doing? I said super easy. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what got, we're looking for is just easy. It's got a lot of things going for it. Play that one for myself. It's got a lot of things going for it. It comes with everything that you need. And uh, it might it might fly like absolute shit. I don't know, but it comes with everything you need. I bet it flies good. It's only it's it's a hundred under a hundred and fifty dollars, and it's like fifty inch wingspan. You know, you'll get it's your four size, channels. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a pusher what prop, like that I said. Popular plane, the multiplex, star. Multiplex, yeah, one of those. Yeah, it looks like that. It's the pusher prop configuration, which is kind of great for a. Uh, trainer because oh, yeah. you, you don't get in landing or something on the nose it doesn't really hurt anything yeah yep. so great. If, yeah, if you wanted to get into flying or if you know somebody that you know said hey I'd love to try that but I don't have the money or whatever I mean dude they, you can't beat 150 bucks for everything uh-huh. you know that's pretty awesome you might have to wait an hour to charge your battery but uh, you'll be out there yeah, you get a couple extra batteries, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. You can listen to a couple plankers yell at each other while your battery's yeah. charging. Yeah. Yep. Live entertainment. You can't beat it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and free shipping. <laughs> you can't beat that either. Oh, free shipping. On that nice. bad boy. Yeah. Nice. So what else we got? I see something about BK Hobbies. Yeah. There's a new uh, team. Team BK Hobbies. Oh, cool! It's a, I hadn't it's seen a new this. leader. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So Scott Graham is the flight team manager for the new BK Hobbies team. Wow! BK Hobbies flight nice. team. So congratulations, Scott. Congratulations! They must, must have had uh, not many applications or something. No, no, probably didn't have any. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scott's the best. We just we got to yeah. bust his balls. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. He's no longer El Presidente. Ah, he's, he's always El Presidente. He's El Presidente. He's, he's El Capitan now. With El Capitan, mm. yeah. I wonder what the team requirements are to, you know, to be able to join the team. Tandem yeah. survivors? You have to be a dictator. That's about it. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> right? Imagine the initiation. Well, Ian yeah, has half that. He's with a dick. <laughs> What'd you say, Andy? Ian has half that. He's a dick. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Uh, Sorry, okay. Scott. Yeah. No, that's good, man. Scott's a great guy in the hobby. Very mm-hmm. knowledgeable guy. Mm-hmm. He's on some other podcast. Uh, I don't know what it's called. But um, yeah, it's it's not what it's not what Matt Matt Ruddick. It's not that one. No, it's a sucky McSuckerson podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. Send that email to Andy Ross. (laughs) Care of free fall. No, those guys know I love them. Okay. Let's see here. What's next? All right. Next up, we got dates for the Dragonfly event. Yes. And East Bend, North Carolina is June 25th through the 27th. That's near Winston-Salem, if you're wondering. And it's a fantastic event. I'm going to try to be there. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Are you going to be there? Yeah, I'm going to try. 
Why is it called Dragonfly? I have no idea. You guys Why stay not? up. You guys stay up late and drag your ass out to fly. Is that what it is? Yeah. Last time I was there, I went to bed at five in the morning and uh, got back up at seven. So damn. Yeah. Just hanging out. It reminds me of this beer, Midnight Dragon, that we used to drink when we were on like zero dollars a week budget and in the freaking thrash metal band. And I think it was like three ninety nine a six pack for that shit. <laughs> and we were yeah. like, yeah, you know why they call it Midnight Dragon? Because by midnight, your ass is dragging. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is the 35th annual. What? Wow. Dragonfly. Damn. It's Riverside Arrow Modeler Society. It's in East Bend, North Carolina, Poindexter Road. Good like job. I say, if you look at the map, it's a little bit northeast of Winston-Salem. And it's it's a good event. It's got a great field and, I mean, great facility there. It's really nice. So check that out if you're around North Carolina. You should try I'm to right. come to this, Steve. Three and a half hour drive. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, not bad I'm three all. hours away, so yeah, it's halfway point. Then I'm, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, perfect. Nice. I will try to make this happen. I'm like That's nine good. hours away. I'm like yeah. seventeen. Just, just leave a little earlier, and you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Definitely make it. Hey, speaking of events, are there any events happening around the next holiday, Memorial Day? Uh, maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Okay, I was wondering if you guys heard anything. Just wondering, because I might be a bachelor for that weekend. <laughs> okay. I'm lining oh, shit up already. Weekend. Yeah, just for that weekend. Okay, okay cool. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. All right. So, write in, let us know if there's an event on Memorial Day. Yeah, that uh-huh. you would like me to show up at. Yeah. You know? Whether it's christening a baby, opening up a new barbershop, whatever you want me to show up and cut, <laughs> cut the red cord, whatever. <laughs> cut the red ribbon. Yep. Yeah. I'll be there. My giant scissors. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, we got some news from X Nova Motors. They have a new X Nova Lightning 4525 480 KV. As well as a 380 kV. 14 I set up? And I think this is fan freaking tastic. Why do you because, think? Because, well, for one, you know, I've got that XL power and I put the smallest pinion in it that I could get, which is like really too small to like work good mechanically. And I'm still over geared. But, if I went from the 430 kV regular 4525 and dropped a 480 kV in there, I could go up on a pinion and it would be great. Uh-huh. There was not a lot of options for a 4525 and still get the lower kV, like below yeah. 520, 530. Yeah. And now there is. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Wait a minute. I'm looking. It says... X Nova brushless high performance outrunner motor designed for the extreme 3D uh, 630 to 710 blade size helicopter with the highest power to rate ratio is important. Is it, it is extreme an extreme power plant 
especially developed for the new Mikado 690. What the hell are they talking about? Is there a new Mikado 690? Or you think that's you old? Reading that? I don't even see where you're reading that. I, I think know, you're I reading... On the link. <clears throat> I clicked on the link. It says new. Uh, I don't know. 4525 series, right? 380? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I see the same thing. Yeah. It says, uh, yeah, planned specifically developed for the new Mikado 690mm blade size helicopter. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Is there saw, a new 690 coming out? <laughs> I saw something on, well, on their Facebook post. Uh, let me see if I can find that. They talk about having these as for lightweight 750 size or run larger blades or just to have more a lower option like for helis that have a limited gearing such as mine well your application sounds like it will work great man yeah Hmm. interesting it says we released the Lightning 4525 480 kV motors, ideal for 700 helicopters that want a little less head speed, but also for light stretch setups such as the Spectre 760 and Proto 770. Okay. So if you're like me and you're, you kind of want to err on the lower head speed side, you know, if you're looking for 18, 1900 instead of 23. You know, a motor like this is ideal for that. So, check them out. Xnova. Xnovamotors.com. Check it out. Okay. What's next? Um, I don't know. What is this? Javier? Auto V control? Oh, man. Javier. God. Why you got to let me down, buddy? He has drank in the Kool-Aid. <laughs> About damn time. What a loser. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Frank posted that on Facebook. Um, obviously, Javier did not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, he bought a V-Control. So, let's see what he thinks. I'm curious to hear. So how long before he decides he can't tune it like the sim and try something else? I don't think he's going to switch. Eight months. Well, what did no. he go from? Well, I can't remember back that Spirit? far. Oh, what, three digit Spirit. Three digit, but I think he, let's see. I think he had Beast X, Icon. Yeah. Three digit. Yep. Spirit. Maybe he's working control. his way through them all. We're going to do yeah. a review. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. I don't know. Yeah, there's another podcast doing that already, so no need. No need. Yeah, but th- nah, dude, no, he'll that, probably like it. That's good though. Yeah. He'll he'll probably understand why everybody, you know, enjoys it so much. So do you think he will go get jetty it, understand it and oh. be like No 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 no. Be real. But like to be real, like if he'll get it and he'll play with it and be like, Oh man, this is really good, but I got to kind of like make it sound like it's not <laughs> because like I've been pushing this so far, like, you know, or do you think he'll just man up and be like, yep, I was wrong. This is the shit. No, because he's always wanted it. It just it was a money issue from what, yeah. what he said. So I don't think he'll do that at all. 
I mean, I don't, I don't see how it could be a money issue when you're like, okay, but three spirits or four spirits or whatever. I don't know. I'm just telling you what you know? he said. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Me personally, I think he's just going to go along with it and just, I, I think he's going to stick with it for a while. I mean, there's really not much to it, I don't think, as far as, you know, setting a bird up. Um, honestly, I think it's awesome. I, I love the V control. I heard he's getting a nitro next. <laughs> oh, you can only hope. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, April Fool's. Yeah, seriously. He's a little late for that. Just about 13 <laughs> days late. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Is there anything else? No, that's it. I don't have anything else. Let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. Wow, you guys wrote so much stuff here. Mm, I wrote zero. <laughs> yeah, Ian, what you got? Well, um, on top of pretty much working all week, uh, I'll be uh, on uh, Discord on Friday night, and I'm going to try to sim. Uh, didn't do any simming last week. Um, aye, aye, aye. But um, I'm going to try to get a little bit more flying in. Um, you know, figure I'd try to keep things, uh, you know, just just doing some simple flying. I'm not even doing any crazy stuff because I don't want to crash everything before spring fling, but um, try not to have any cobwebs when I show up to the event. Um, and then, uh, of course, got to get some stuff done for the Jeep to make the trip. And on top of that, continue getting ready for spring fling, you know, gathering up what stuff I need for the trip and just making sure I've got everything. Nice. Uh, I think that's about it for me. What about cool. you, Andy? I'm doing jack shit. Hobby. <laughs> nice. The end. The end. <laughs> you know, what are you going to be farming? Yes. Okay. Cool. What am I going to be doing? Yeah, Kevin, what are you going to be doing? Well, aside from not working and working on a couple of things here and there and playing a lot of video games, uh, I'm probably going to be on the sim Friday night, and hopefully I can get to the field uh, this weekend at some point. I think both days are actually supposed to be nice. So Mm -hmm. I was going to shoot out to the local field here that's like a mile down the street, but I was like, you know, eh, I don't know. I was going to, but then I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't. Just I was doing a couple of things today and just not something I could fit in. But that's it. Okay. I've been playing a lot of games on Steam, and I was going to ask Andy, you know, since he's a farmer, has he tried the farm sim or any of those games? And are they no. accurate? No. Why the hell would I do that? It's like being a bartender and trying a bartending game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you're a computer programmer. You're gonna play a programming game? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you do you have a game where you go fix freaking security doors and cameras or something? No. I mean, why would you do that? No. Uh, all they have to do is incorporate working with assholes as part of <laughs> part of the sim, and it would be exactly. <laughs> my, well, no, 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 no. You have to deal life. with New Jersey traffic first. New Jersey traffic. Yep. 
yeah. working with. Yeah, you log on, you you got to spend an hour to drive twenty miles to get to the job site, and then there's some <laughs> dick, and you got to wait twenty minutes for some guy to let you through the gate. Yeah, union guys <laughs> giving you the eyeball. The whole the yep. whole freaking game just makes you want to kill yourself. <laughs> That's the name of the game. That's what it's called. Kevin's kill life. yourself. Kill yourself too. <laughs> Like, why did I, Kevin? why did I pay for this? This is horrible. Yeah. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody's <laughs> nobody's life can be that bad. <laughs> nah, I'm only kidding. I did I dude, I did get a phone call from a guy I work with today and real quick he was like, you know, I work I got up to meet this guy at seven AM. It was down South Jersey. I get down there and I went to do this job. I didn't have lunch until about two. And my, my aunt lives down there, down in wherever he was at, Camden. And they said, I stopped by my aunt's house. I lost track of time. I had to go to another job. And I went to the other job. And by the time I got home, it was um, it was like 830 at night, you know. And he was like, he gets a phone call from the office manager the next day. And he's like, you know, you, you butt dialed me for two hours yesterday. <laughs> and I heard your whole conversation with some woman. He's like, yeah, it was my aunt. And he's like, well, you're not getting paid for all that, you know, all that time. And he's like, no, I wasn't planning on it. And then he had to hear from his his boss called him and was like, or our boss, and was like, what happened? You know, the office manager is making a big deal about it. now he doesn't want to even pay for eight hours. He's like, are you kidding me, dude? I left my house at five o'clock and I didn't get home until eight thirty. So, yeah, that would be part of the game. Moral <laughs> yeah. of that story is uh, don't butt dial people. Yeah. Leave your phone in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah. Just, it's nutty, man. Things are getting nutty. Too, too many people are sitting at home and have nothing to do but uh, make shit up, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So what are you going to do, Steve? Bring us back to reality here. What am I going to do? Talk uh, me back from the edge. Yes, yes. Come back. <laughs> Come back. I got a wrench on the raw, so that way we might have some more topics later on. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? Get more flights in on M1. I need to finish writing that review. I need to start writing that. I mean, finish writing that review. And so that way we can review it and review the M1, M2. And that way I can then move along with the Logo 200 right after that. So um, I want to kind of get these next several reviews kind of just, you know, on paper. And then, you know, fit them in when we can. So I'll try nice. to get that going. Uh, I don't know if I can go flying this weekend. I'm going to see if I can. It's My weekends have been kind of jacked up with, with some family stuff. So um, this weekend is going to be quite interesting. I'll, I'll talk to you guys about that offline. But, yeah, uh, besides that, I'm like I'm really close to starting that Miata. Uh, so I think I will, before the weekend, I'll probably have everything ready to go to, to crank her over and see if, uh, you know, if it works or if it blows up or, you know, I did something wrong and a pissy gets shot out the side or something. I don't know. We'll see. Wow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, motor oil, transmission oil, like all the fluids are in there now. Radiator is the last thing I'm wrapping up. So I'll be, I'm going to have that done tomorrow. Yeah. Make sure to look under it. Make sure all your oil didn't leak out or something. Yeah, yeah. Make sure I put the drain plug back in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's happened sure. more no, times it than you think. No, I was filling my transmission fluid, and I was like, you know, I started pumping it up, and I was like, Why are my feet wet? 
No, no, no. I'm like, let me make sure. And fair, um, sure enough, it was hand tying. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Let, let me let me get a wrench on this. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. But um. So yeah, I, I think I'm. It's, it's close. It's ready to go. I can't wait. Cool, man. The anticipation is killing me because it's All been. Right. It's been over a year. I got, I, I saw the Facebook reminder like, hey, you bought this car a year ago. Thank you, Facebook. Goddamn, <laughs> bitch. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, okay, you know, I think I, I estimated like six months to a year. So I'm hitting that top marks. Uh, I've already went over that top mark. So I want to make sure put some time and get this thing going. So I'm very close, guys. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. What do we got here? Listener pipeline? Yes. Do yes, we have any? We have, we have some. Did Ooh. you guys play any of these last week? Let's see. Yeah, we played some. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with this one. Tell me if you played it or not. Hey, three, four guys. What's up, boys? Wanted to uh, say thanks again for the podcast. Also wanted to give you a little bit of an update on the Friday sim night. Uh, first of all, I've got to talk about the no-shows, no. as in Kevin. Uh, that's who's your daddy, Kevin. No, I think it's actually, isn't that supposed to be something like, who is your world? Uh, wait, that would be Andy. Speaking of Andy, Andy, fuck, 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 fuck off, Andy. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry you weren't there Friday night, but uh, you and Kevin both were gone. Last but not least, you got uh, a real another. Well, not really a no show. It's Mister Never Show, Miata Steve. But uh, just it's all your fault. Hope you're doing well. Then you had some regulars that called uh, that participated. Shaggy Prime, Kansas City Prime, Jamie Carolina's Prime. Then you got Mr. Medium Rare Miami Moradiejo's Prime checked in for a few minutes. And you had Australian Prime. Those guys got together and went someplace else to talk about business. Then later in the evening, you had a couple of late show guys, a few distinguished guests, or, or maybe semi-rare primes, Chris Rybert and, and young Devin McToon. Those guys, uh, they talked for quite a while about all kinds of shit under the sun. Also, guys, I gotta thanks for, gotta thank you for the great podcasts, including the Theta Servos podcast, the Goblin Raw edition, which was a very good review, Andy. Uh, enjoyed listening to that. And last but not least, the, uh, girl, lube it up early, lube it often, or lose it during a little inverted back up that tail boom action. That was one of my favorite podcasts, guys. I think it was on your show. Anyway, guys, thanks for the time you take. Enjoy listening to you every single week. Amazing. What do you have? Like, uh, I think you have 35 uh, podcasts you've produced now or something like that. Or is that 535? I don't know. Anyway, guys, top of the night. Hope you're doing well. Talk to you again soon. Maybe I'll see you in, uh, hopefully see you at the spring fling. Bye. Uh, oh, is he going? Um, I heard he might be. I don't know. He's just going to talk about it and then. Yeah, and then no show. Yeah, exactly. Right. Is Shaggy going? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't he's think Shaggy's going. Well, I don't think Shaggy's going. Yeah. yeah. He you never got back him. to me. I should ask him. I asked yeah, him a I'll couple times. Let's ask him. Let's all ask him. Yep. Doing it right now. All right. So here's the next <laughs> voicemail Shaggy? Hey, Free Talk crew. Stephen Hooper here. 
And I just got done listening to your episode about social distancing. Uh, I guess I am one of them guys that, uh, unlike Kevin, I don't get sick. Uh, It's been (laughs) at least three winters now since I had an upset stomach or serious flu of any sort. Nice. Uh, I do have allergies that during the summer when we're making hay and stuff can make me pretty miserable with the stuff but uh, like this past winter, my parents both had stomach bugs, and I was working with them, and well, I still live with my parents. I never got sick, and yeah, I was around other sick people, and I didn't get sick. And uh, as far as social distancing at the field for the flying club, uh, I try not to walk up into anybody's face, but our club is pretty relaxed as far as that goes. I mean, there might be one or two people that will wear a mask if we're inside for a club meeting, which we had over the winter. We did it inside. and But amazingly, there was actually a couple of guys that are probably in their 80s and 90s that were there that, you know, they didn't bother wearing masks in the clubhouse. And, nope. Well, I saw that, so I didn't bother either. And I think most of them did. But uh, as far as I know, nobody from the club got sick from it uh yeah it's just kind of maybe spread out a little more than usual but i'd say it's pretty much business as usual so, hmm. and you know, well with working on a farm we all kind of laugh about it when we see the news articles saying i'm supposed to stay six feet apart and blah 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 we don't really worry <laughs> about it a whole lot here in the farm so anyways Stay safe and keep the podcast coming. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. We hadn't heard from him. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. All those old guys at the club, they live through diphtheria, so they're not really worried about it. They can care Mm. less. Yep. Okay. All right. Here's another one. Wow. Transcription not available. Oh, boy. Hey, free fall guys. What's going on? Hope you all are having a great night tonight. I uh, actually called in last week, and somehow, I don't know what happened, I think I might have gotten call filtered by Andy, but I'm not positive. Ugh. I don't want to cast the stone in the wrong direction. called in too That's late. Actually true, so yeah. what's up, Andy? Show brother a little bit of love, man. What the heck? Andy, called in too you, damn late. Man, I'm trying to, well, I know you're not going to be there. <laughs> he can't You're farming you, or something. I know. <laughs> but uh, uh, some of your representatives but you called like too to late. see uh, uh, mini helicopters. <laughs> many, many helicopters I'm bringing with me that will all be flyable, so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing a few of them. Uh, let's see. Andy, I missed you again Friday night, man. You're another no-show. You're getting to be a little bit like, uh, Steve Yoon. I don't know what the deal is, man. Pretty soon you're going to be a never-show. I hope you get your technical problems worked out. Social distancing was good, guys. I want to see some social distancing in Virginia. Let me know a little bit about what's going on. Uh, I could actually see social distancing from Florida, but I'm going to be there. Anyway, I think that's about it. Hope y'all are doing well, having a great night. Thanks a lot for the podcast, and See you again soon. Stephen Florida said that. That's right. <laughs> so guys want to take bets on whether he makes it or not? What's the over-under on this, huh? Oh, I don't sorry. know. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, I think I, he's going to make it. I don't think he will. I got five, five bucks says he doesn't make it. Oh, I'll uh, take that for take some it? reason. I should get odds for that, I, though. What do you think? I got, five, I, I got five bucks that uh, Frank Mardios drives by his house. Shoves him in the trunk of his car and drags him up. I got five books that he won't. 
<laughs> I think if Frank goes, he's going to fly up. Didn't he do that once before? I think Frank likes to fly everywhere. Well, when you're at the bottom of the United States, I think you have to. Yeah, you not my sure. It takes him 10 hours to get out of his state. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. It's only nine hours. Oh, I'm sorry. How All right. Dare you? So we got a couple more to get through here. Oh, nice. Cool. Oh, wow. There's more. Keep there's, them coming. There's more. Oh, Steve. I'm sorry we didn't play awesome. your thing. You didn't call till like 840 and we were already recording, so I didn't see it. I wasn't able to pull it. Yeah. So call earlier. Remember, we, we, we get together at 8 p.m. If it's not well, in by 8, I can't play it. Okay. Okay, Kevin, Steve, <laughs> Ian, and Andy, I am going to spring fling in 2021. What the hell are you guys saying? Each one of you are messaging me things. Why are you going to spring fling? You're going to be this way. What the hell? What did you guys start? Everyone is messaging me that. I mean, he didn't leave his name, so I don't even know who that was. Yeah. That was great. Thank you for uh, that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yes. We love you, Shaggy. How uh, yeah. we do it? If we didn't care about you, then we wouldn't bother. All right. So here's the last one. No transcription right. available. Oh, boy. Hey, guys. It's Scott Graham. Um, I just had a really quick question. Uh, I was browsing Facebook, and I didn't see any information about it, so I figured I'd ask. Maybe you guys can pass along the question. Uh, is Michael Shaggy Parker coming to the uh, Springfield? <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure out if he is or not. If you guys can find out, that'd be great. See ya. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Did it get like that? <laughs> what the frig did he know about that? Oh, oh man, right. that's well, too funny. Well, this was, you know, we we did all message, you know, Shaggy, but we did not message Scott or tell him anything about this. Yeah. <laughs> this was fantastic. That was hysterical, Scott. That was perfect. Oh. Man, better, man. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> that was great. That's too damn funny. Uh, all right, that's it. That's it. Okay, that's, that's wow. Way to end listener pipeline. So, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call us at nine seven three nine three six eight nine three six. All right, save that phone number and give us a call. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. We're all here. Are we actually doing a wrap up? Oh boy. Yeah. I am totally up now. You're totally unprepared? Yeah, I didn't look up Facebook lights. <laughs> oh man. I don't know how we're gonna do this name. It's pretty bad because I'm Korean and I cannot read this some Korean guy. <laughs> so you're typing it? He's <laughs> typing some Korean guy. I mean oh. Um, let's see. Maybe I can Google Translate this. I don't know. Oh, it's in Korean. It's in Korean. That's what I'm saying. So I, I don't know. Oh. To me, gotcha. it's. Uh, 
I can tell what language it is, but I cannot read it. Uh, Yun, uh, Yun Dai Hun. Dai Yun? Huh? Yun Dai Yun. I think it's that guy's name. He has the same last name as me. But yes. I'm probably my cousin. I'm still gonna refer him as a Korean guy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Wasn't this guy on Walking Dead, Steve Yoon? He spelled uh, it different, right? Y-U-E-N, yeah. It's actually, the, the proper way of spelling is Y-O-O-N. But I don't know why. I guess when my parents came, they were like, Ah, Y-U-N-A, that's fine. That works. Um, like, no, they're probably like, these dumb Americans won't know how to pronounce it, so we need to spell it like it sounds. No, but if you, if you spell it the way it sounds, it's Yun, Y-O-O-N. Yeah. You spell it Y-U-N, it's Yun, which is not the way you pronounce it. So that's yeah, why it doesn't make it as too easy. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know what the hell. I don't know how it. to read. Why are you listening to me? <laughs> I drive a tractor. Yeah, yeah, I'm just a dumbass farmer. He balances tractor tires. <laughs> do, you balance, <laughs> do you balance everything on your tractor? Your augers and everything? No. All augers, right. yes. <laughs> really? You have to. They vibrate like crazy. Wow, look at that. Did not know. Today I learned. Okay, Facebook likes. We are at 1,349. And from the look of it, we have five this week. Five new likes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Getting back to the groove of things. Nice. Okay. Here we go. We have... Oh, you're going to definitely have the cue to music. Because I'm going to mess up this one. I don't know how to pronounce guy's first name. Um, Joshin or Jochen Bandhal. Hall? How? Bandhauer. Bandhauer? Yes. German, so Bandhauer. There is uh, three Korean characters, and I do not know how to read it, so I'm just going to label him as some Korean guy. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Cassias. Cassias, yeah. Ufasa, RC stuff, and Brian J. McCord. Thanks everyone for liking us. Thanks like guys. Awesome. Thanks. Ufasa, RC stuff. Me. Wasn't Fasa, that the guy RC from stuff. the Lion King? <laughs> Wasn't that Ustafa? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's Ustafa. Yeah, that's Ufasa. All right. Facebook comments. What do we got? Oh boy, got some comments on Facebook. From the one and only Bill Ann on last episode 270, Social Distancing. William Anthony, Bill Ann, Bill, Bill Ann 2, you know, of the Bill Ann 2 fame. Bill Ann. He says, hey, guys, I just woke from hibernation. (laughs) Go figure. When you're cold-blooded, you do sleep through winter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last thing I knew, Andy and Kevin were talking about gearing. Then bang. Out like a light for three months. Wow, so much has changed. Kevin and George have left the podcast. Ian has joined. And Andy <laughs> is really funny. First off, I would like to say Ian is a great addition. It is great to hear the excitement from someone new to the hobby. Second, we will all miss Kevin and George. We owe them for many funny moments and laughter. They will be missed. Anyway, great episode. Love the planker. Also, I have to be the voice of reason after spending so much on the hobby. Why don't you just get... Another charge case, Steve. Personally, now I own two charge cases. One was very well, expensive. When you drop yeah. like two grand for one, you don't want to buy another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not buying some ISDT chargers. 
said someone's building. The other was built by McToon with two ISTT chargers. <laughs> and the planker gave me the power supply for free because he is awesome. Anyway, stay tuned for some new videos. That's great. Bill, but I'm not would, leaving the show. And I would think that someone who's been hibernating would be. <clears throat> that was like, wishful thinking on his part. That was. So. <laughs> and I answered that tonight while I read, after I read that for the first time. And I said, Bill, if I leave the show, it's to move into your neighbor's house. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> uh, Wesley Pennypacker said, back in my day, you only needed a condom to avoid a virus at a fun fly. <laughs> uh, sorry, wrong group, wrong hobby. <laughs> <laughs> he's the freaking man. I miss yeah, him. He's the best. Dude, have you been seeing any of his like IG stuff? He does some funny shit on TikTok and Instagram. It's weird. You got no, a no, I haven't. Profile, yeah. I'm it's, not a TikToker. <laughs> no, no, neither am I. But he takes his TikTok and puts his Instagram videos, and oh, it's okay. hilarious. You got to watch them. They're, they're funny. And you posted a uh, your video of the review series to come on the new helicopter. Oh, the unboxing. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. unboxing. There's a lot of comments on that. Um, but that's, yeah, I guess, live, as you're... Those are hard. Yeah. As you were, you know, doing the well, live. Like your post. Huh? Um, I wanted to talk about Ian's real quick. He posted a nice Easter Sunday post picture of uh, <laughs> a rare sighting of the Easter Bunny and Shaggy. And if you haven't seen this picture, it's freaking hysterical. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin McGrady says, where's the koi pond? Jimmy Tate said, happy Easter, guys. Mike Shaggy Parker said, I hate you all. <laughs> Gray Eagle Jr. said, Bernie ending weed noodles. And Steve Shaw said, pretty scary. Shaggy Prime and a close friend. <laughs> it's Shaggy sitting on the lap of the Easter Bunny, and the Easter Bunny does not look happy. Looks pretty pissed. No. Yeah. Or very excited. Yeah. Take take your pick. Yeah, I think he is happy. He looks excited. <laughs> Shaggy doesn't look happy. No. No, not at all. He looks too serious. <laughs> looks like he's flying a plane or something. Yeah, so then I posted a pic uh po- picture, a video of uh R two working uh-huh. driving around with the panels opening and stuff. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. Everybody should go watch this video. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, thanks, man. I ran into a problem with this uh, initially because there's a sequence that opens up all the dome panels when he goes into, like, it's like electrical failure, like, type of whatever. Yeah, like, woo, yeah, mean, yeah. the one scream that he has. Mm-hmm. And then when I, in in the head, um, there's those do- there's those hollow projectors, and I have all three that can move randomly, and it was drawing too much current. Oh really? And it, wow. was, and it was restarting the control for the for the head, so I had to disconnect two of them to get them to work right. But I have to what I have to do is reroute the power from the main board and just power the servos from another. Uh, yeah, like another, a separate BC bus. Yeah, it's like another step down transformer because I'm feeding twelve volts into the head. I dude, I cannot mm-hmm. believe like when I, I I'm probably missing a few, but when if I count them all up, I have. I have like one main step down transformer or step down regulator that steps the main voltage down to 12 volts, which the main voltage is four or six S, whatever I feel like running. And then oh, wow. I have two of those now and I must have, I must have six more that just do five and six volts in that. So there's like, there's like, 
there's probably like eight. How many answers regulators. those step downs do give you though? Uh, two, I think. Two amps. I mean, would it be? Sorry, go. No, you go first. No, I was just gonna ask. Like, would it make sense to like put in some like Halle BCs in there and run like the servos off of BC that can give you ten amps, twenty amps? Yeah, it's it's when you start drawing a lot of current, and if they're all combined, it it. I guess yeah, you could do that. But I found that it doesn't like the bigger transformer in it. Yeah, or a bigger transformer. Yeah. Maybe add some capacitors. Or I wanted to lot. make sure that I wasn't powering too much because it's a slip ring in the dome. So I didn't want to put. I, I can't put four amps through that. I can only put two oh, amps. Oh, you're through saying that. that's how to. Okay, so that's how you get your power through a slip ring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So twelve volts is fine. Yeah. Two amps, but then, you know, I, I had to break up uh, the power for the for like the the main electronics and then the servos, mm-hmm. uh, like. From 12 volts to 5 and 6 if volts. If you ran unregulated through the slip ring, like 6S, then you could get a lot more watts and still have two amps. Yeah, true. Then I would have to break You'd it up. You'd have to put the transformer up there, yeah. Yeah, which is, it, it, I'm running out of real estate in the dome. Or like a I small bet. BEC, like yeah. Steve said, a hobby BEC, yeah. drop it down to 5 volts. I might try the BEC route. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, because, I mean, that definitely gives you, you can get whatever voltage setting you need to set, like 5 volts, 6, whatever, but, you know, the amperage is there, though. So Yeah, and initially I did like the way I could see a readout of what was happening amp-wise and, mm-hmm. and volt-wise, but now that I know kind of what's going on, I don't know, I might. Yeah, I might yeah play around with it. it, see. But it's uh, it's been cool. Dude, it's been a cool project. It looks man. so, cool. so complete, oh, man. So it looks cool. so close to being complete, man. Yeah, with the doors like, opening and stuff. Yeah, it looks great. Really added a lot to it, and it's cool because like I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I have two serial ports, and one's telling the dome to do something, and the same button push is just another line of code that just sends it out to the body, and says do something, do a sequence there. So it's actually pretty cool. It's pretty easy to program, change stuff around. Nice. But yeah, I got got some comments on that video. Uh, I'll go through them real quick. Um, Tom Messer said, uh, I was watching this while eating breakfast. The wife was doing some schoolwork with the kids. I played it a couple times in a row. Freaking amazing job, Kevin. Wife stopped what she was doing and yelled, are you watching videos of monkeys humping or something? What the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) I showed her and she wanted me to pass that along. This is better than what they used in the movie. Uh, as a Star Wars nerd, she'd know. Freaking mm-hmm. brilliant, Kevin. That's awesome. And I was like, wow, Tom, thanks so much for your comments and your wife's. They had me laughing. And uh, he's right, though, because, I mean, I don't want to sound like blown up or anything, but the, in the films, like if anybody doesn't know movie magic, they don't have one one thing that does everything. You know, they have yeah. one thing that does one thing. Scene specific. One thing. Right? Yeah. So to yeah. get them to do, like, a lot of different things. Mm-hmm is uh pretty amazing the guys that do the huh? the three to two leg conversion man like uh oh that is so cool the one matt quinlan had uh or quinlan uh-huh. had up there in rochester man just yeah an amazing feat of uh, engineering to get that to happen man yep bill anthony said pretty amazing craig carter said nice i hope you're on the next podcast i said <laughs> yes sir had the covid and sounded worse than normal uh i said sorry to hear that i hope you're doing better Shannon Turner said, can it put a heli together? Uh, Steve said, Sound, sounds like a feature request for the engineer. I said, Shannon, I can't even do that. 
And <laughs> Shannon started laughing. Chris Roberts said, amazing. <laughs> Greg Eagle Jr. said, oh, my God, Dr. Robotnik. Uh, Jimmy Tate ta- tagged somebody. And Eric Bonfig said, awesome. Great job, Kevin. Now have it bring me an apple crown and diet, please. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah so cool. Never man. tried apple crown and diet. No, me either. Yeah, but it's looking real good. When when are you gonna? I know you say you're gonna bring it to like your nephew's place. Yeah, I got to do that soon. Uh, I got I got little like little more little cosmetic pieces that I'm you know painting, and there's uh-huh. like little. Uh, hoses that come off the feet to the battery boxes and stuff. Yep. Which those are on by magnets, man. The battery boxes, uh, a couple of things are on by magnets, which make a lot easier the you know, worked out where I didn't have to do a lot of like screwing stuff together. I don't know. It'll, it'll be like ready to, to like go probably by May, probably in the next couple of weeks. Nice. Cause I want to try and make this event, which is three weeks away. It's a week uh-huh. after spring fling. But uh, it's just really a lot of painting and just now adding stuff. Kind of yeah, adding the details, right? Really, just one door away from programming it, and then you know I can probably get away with that right now. You know, sweet. So what else is going? What's what's next? Yeah, we got uh, any Facebook listener posts? I didn't see any. Did you, Andy? Yes, we have some listener posts. Oh, okay. We have some <clears throat> stuff from. Let's see. Well, we got one from Chris Rybert on Easter. Did we already talk about that one? Probably. I don't think we did. It's 516 with some Easter eggs Uh thrown about. Okay. And then we have some posts from Christopher Breams with his Telemaster he built Uh with the Navy Blue Angels theme. It's really cool. Yeah. Got a picture of some of the, the graphics on the tail and then some of it sitting outside. He did a really good job with that. It looks cool. Good job, yep. Chris. And we got one from Anthony Bradley. He says, did I miss an episode? I noticed that George has not been on for a long time. Has he left? I think we all missed that episode. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, Anthony. Yeah. So... Last thing we heard, at least I've heard from George, is that, you know, he's been super swamped with work, so he kind of needed to focus on that. So, you know, he had to take, a, I guess, a leave of absence, we'll say. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard any definitive like answer from him if he wants to not come back or if he does have plans to come back. So we're just kind of up in the air. If you, you know, George is definitely missed, I would say, and more than welcome to come back anytime when he's ready to do so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is it for the listener posts. I think. Yeah, that's the okay. uh, last one we have. Okay, uh, website comments. We have some emails. Yes. First one up here from Craig Carter. He sent a picture and says, "For some reason, I was reminded of Kevin when I read this." I wonder says, why. I found. I found that I have been happier since I changed from coffee in the morning to orange juice. My doctor explains that it's the vitamin C and natural sugars, but I really think it's the vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Steve Hawks. Hi, guys. K 
Kev was wondering how warm it got up this way in the summer. And no, Andy, you were off by Tad. This is our buddy up in Canada, yeah. Alberta. Up in yeah. Grand Prairie, Alberta. Yeah, as I say, prairie something. It says 20 to 22 degrees Celsius is pretty normal in the summer, which is 68 to 72 Fahrenheit. We have... We had a fun fly last summer, and it was 26 degrees, 79 Fahrenheit, and that was dang warm. 30 degrees Celsius, 86 Fahrenheit is a miserably hot day for most of us around here. Damn. Hide, find AC. I agree with that. 86 Fahrenheit It's too damn hot. That sucks. Uh, the warmest temp I've ever seen here is 33 Celsius or 91 Fahrenheit, and that was excruciating. But in June, I have gone out for a post-repair flight at 11 p.m., and there was sufficient light. That sure is nice and a huge perk in the north. Super long days in the summer. Wow, warming up 11 p.m. Wow. Yeah, warming up here now. Snow is almost gone. Hit 10 degrees Celsius, 50 Fahrenheit yesterday. Flying season is coming, and there are a lot of us looking forward to getting out after a long COVID winter. Thank you very much for the consistent episodes. It's a Friday treat. That is Crash Copter Man Steve Hawks, Grand Perry, Alberta. Nice. I think it's kind of warm up there for about a month. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. Cool. I mean, 68 to 72, that's perfect. Yeah, that's pretty nice, actually. We got another another one for Craig Carter. Yep, Craig Carter. He says, hi, hey guys, just wanted to say how great, wanted to say great show, even though Kevin was out again. I hope this doesn't become a common thing. Me Me neither. Let's face it. Kevin and Andy is the main reason people, most people listen to the show. I don't know about that. Yeah. I hope to get a chance to meet you guys in person at Spring Fling. I do have a few questions. Wait, who's this guy? Craig Carter. Craig Carter. Craig Carter. Okay. I'll remember that name. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> What's here? Kevin, I need help learning autos and the proper way to mix this vodka and tonic you speak of. Okay. Andy, what is it like driving a John Deere X9 combine? I don't know. I don't have an X9. I'm, my combine's like 12 years old. But I imagine it's pretty cool. Steve, do you plan on racing and or drifting the Mazda? Who? Who's this? Steve. Oh, he, this guy's talking to me? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are we talking about? Miata? Drifting? Yeah. Yeah, no. Do you plan on racing and or drifting the Mazda? I am planning on drifting it. I am using it to learn how to drift. And if I do like it and get good at it, then I'll build another car with a full roll cage and... Nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Ian, have you considered moving closer to the East Coast since you fly helis, or is Andy right about you? Quotes, I'm an idiot. (laughs) 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 Lastly, I Well, (laughs) go ahead. I was going to say, I I do want to move uh, somewhere on the East Coast, preferably somewhere on the Southeast Coast, you know, a little warmer climate. But it's that's still a little ways off yet. So, and yeah. sometimes I am an idiot. I am not afraid to admit it. <laughs> he says. Lastly, I've been I've 
been slowly listening to the older podcasts, and I must say, uh, I must say, so far the one that has made me laugh the most is the one with Gray Eagle Jr. All right, thanks again, Craig. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the great email, Craig. You're the man. Thanks for sitting through the whole podcast show with Gray Eagle Jr. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like that one a lot, too, but uh, I don't know how that came across. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, you love it or you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for emails. Okay. Okay. Uh, people of Podbean. People of Podbean. Holy cow. You guys didn't do this at all, did you? No, of course not. Of course not. Why would we? Gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back like nine days ago. And it's all Alan Jenkins tearing up Podbean. Like episode 53, New Toys, 51, The History of RC, 50, The Future of the Hobby, 52, One Year Later, 268, Review Series, Volume 9, SAB Goblin Raw, 269, Theta Servos with... Ting Yang Ming, and geez, what else did he like? He liked 54, Holiday Spectacular. That was a pretty good episode. Uh, 55, Happy New Year. 56, Frank Mordeos. And Great Eagle liked Funding Fun. That was uh, 267. Theta Servos, 269, 268, Review Series of Goblin Raw. And Tim Tideback liked Episode 121, Flying Season Wishlist. So thanks, guys. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. And thanks. I know this doesn't pertain to anything in the show, but Joe Reyes just posted on Facebook. I was just wondering, does anyone know if Michael Shaggy Parker is going to spring clean? <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't. Oh, it's gone viral. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. In the hangout. That's fantastic. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what do we start <laughs> oh man you know I think I had a high school teacher that told me you know one day you're going to start something I guess he was right <laughs> this, is it? this is it <laughs> alright uh, let's see do we have any popping comments we have one All right. we got more than one I think He's Remember we did, days ago. we did. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do them. Sorry. So eight days ago. Uh, Grego Junior, Alpha. Grego Junior, eight days ago. Beta, Coretto, uh, Igloo, Flounder, Gamma, Hawkman. Grego Junior, eight days. I don't know how to pronounce that. Chocolopi. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that was a comment. And then eight days ago, he commented again saying, Cookie Lama Mongoose Neutered Octopus Precision. (laughs) (laughs) And then eight days ago, so soon after, I guess after that one, he wrote, Query123, Road Array Segway into Theta. Theta. Yeah, Theta. I thought for a second he just went like across the top of the keyboard. Let's see, eight days ago, Gamma, Theta, Gamma, that sorority servo cup container of double, double D for the ultimate mountain twin, top twin peaks. But total recall is of trice 
for cyclic holding in the heading direction that is for the operation of servo. All right. Ready to go, Junior? Eight days ago, NFC for intimacy and experience. And then 38 minutes ago, Grego Jr., vitamin D, only single bra size, boobataba. Boobataba? Boobataba. Boobataba. Boobataba, yes, that's it. Boobataba. Thank you, thank you. All right. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think he talks to us like we're little kids, like infants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's boobataba. Like yeah, boobataba. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right. iTunes review. I saw nothing new on iTunes. I know. Because we had them while you weren't here. Oh, you did? And we had two last week, I think, or a week before. Yeah. No, I didn't. I don't see them. Maybe I just didn't see them. Wait, wait. Refresh. <laughs> no, I, I see Great Heli Podcast. The guy that said getting back in the hobby. These guys are still around. That one that blew my mind. I think he retracted. I think they retracted him. So all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. If you guys covered it, that's cool. All right. Okay. So drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4c at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4c podcast. Check out our webpage, free4c podcast slash show. See you to Chris. Hey, Chris. Flight okay. Test Forums, off the field audio video production of the Flight Test Podcast, Free Forcey Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, aka Hill the Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, hi David, David Hill. Hi, David Hill, aka the B Man. The B Man. All right, fellow podcasters, we got the Heliheads podcast. Did anybody do this last week? Do what? Uh, I, think, I think we skipped this. You skipped thing. this whole thing? All right. So I'm going to make up for it. No, we did, do we it. did, we did this. Do it. Who did it? I obviously Ian. didn't listen. We, we, it's always Ian. We Ian's make your Ian replacement. do it. <laughs> uh, Ian's my replacement? Oh, my Not God. Not a dude. good replacement, but he's a replacement. Dude, how dare, uh, how dare you? In. How dare you? <laughs> what, what is it called? What's I ain't doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Maybe one of these guys leaves the heli heads. I can go over there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you already got a Kevin. They already got a Kevin. That's right. He's going to have to leave. So yeah. the heli heads are Kevin McG, Daniel T, Mike Sobe, and Scotty G. <laughs> and the funny thing is, their listeners probably don't know who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> awesome. Telerotor Podcast. Telerotor Podcast. That's uh, Mike, Rich, Robert, and another Mike. Yeah. Good job on the uh, Flybrows episode so far. Uh, RC Roundtable. That's with Fitzterry and Lee. RC After Hours? Would Andre? Skids Up? Would Bobby Watts? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know who that is. That's with Frank, Javier, and Paul. Mm-hmm. And Reddit Down Under? It's with Jeff and Ozzy Mozzie. Park Flyer Podcast. It's with two mics and a J? I think. Yeah. It's actually one mic and one J, but yeah. Oh, okay. Two mics and a J sounds better because there's, I guess, yeah. No, there was an Arizona mic and an Alaska mic. And I looked up their podcast recently, and it only said oh, Mike and well, I don't know if it changed. One of them left. They had too many yeah. mics anyways. Yeah, yeah, there's too damn many mics. Uh, Houdini RC Heli Podcast. That's what Kenny Sierra and that other guy, Rich. The disappearing guy. 
Uh, RC Plane Lab. That's what Ron and Tom. Mm -hmm. All Things That Fly. That's what Lucian, Miller, mm -hmm. and yep. Moose. Yeah. Get that they're Excellent. back. And sometimes Chris Rybert. Oh, okay. I'm reaching way back. Yeah, way, way back. Uh, all right. Don't Let's forget to it. check out our friend Bill Ann on Bill Ann's YouTube channel. I wonder if anyone noticed the other week. We didn't, I didn't announce Bill Ann. <laughs> Maybe that's why he came out of hibernation. Probably. Maybe, but he, he didn't say anything about it. So, mm, But know. he didn't, right? Mm. Which tells me he probably didn't even listen to the end of the episode. Which no. means he's not going to listen to the end of this episode. So no, he's got three too. months to catch up on. He's behind. Mm. Yeah, I guess I would do it. All right. Well, thanks for our listeners. Free our skies. And we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Right. Good boy. So, Ian, are you going to Spring Point? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Joe Ray has posted that. Yeah, that's so yeah. awesome. It happened uh, so quick. It happened all night. All really quick. Yeah, Shaggy said, for anyone who's wondering, I am going to the Spring Fling 2021 at Fredericksburg Area RC Club in Virginia at the ending of the month of April and beginning of May. No need to ask me anymore. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna say that and then say that is all? Right. Because you I know people know. are gonna fuck with you now. <laughs> yeah. Stop punching me. It hurts. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shaggy, shaggy. <laughs> what were you gonna tell us offline, Steve? Yeah. Before I stop recording, what were you gonna tell us? I forgot. What was it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Freaking. Uh, Augie, Shaggy, nice to see you. Are you going to Spring Flank Fun Fly? <laughs> <laughs> you got Augie you jumping in. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find see what post. you did, Kevin. I know. I'm sorry. Sir. Are we going to do something for 300 or are we going to wait till like 299 and then decide it's too late to do anything? 301 and then we decide. Make sure I'm recording here. Oh, yes. That's, oh, that's sure. a good idea. Yeah, just in case I say something stupid. Every time. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back. Everybody keeps writing messages. Where's Kevin? We're going to quit listening and Kevin doesn't come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. We've got a big drop in listening. Like, so fuck you guys. <laughs> I mean, he's been gone long enough that even Bill Ann came out of hi hibernation. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, for sure. You guys need somebody to sit in? On the <laughs> Phil Kevin spot? Talk about photography? Yeah. I was even hearing it from Steve Shaw, though. Steve was the opposite. He was like, are you going to stay off the show again this week? <laughs> 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 yeah. Thanks, Steve. I can't give Steve any shit. I'm so fucking mean to him on Discord. <laughs> and he he knows it. He lets me know, too. He's like, uh... Yeah, I know I've got him when he finally he's just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna put 380s on the 420? Yep. Uh, he's got yep. 360s on it now. 
I'm an yeah. idiot. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, why are, you, why are you doing that? I'm an idiot. Oh, okay. Well, wait. Is it true that you're an idiot? I'm an idiot. <laughs> Only in certain situations. <laughs> you're found smarter than you, Kevin. At, at times, yes. At times? Yeah. <laughs> at most times. Yeah, I was going to say, at most times, yes. When I'm awake and it's asleep, then no. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> when it's charging. <laughs> okay, do we have a planker segment? I don't um, think so. Man, he needs to take a break on Tinder. Steve Shaw said to me, I don't know if this is true, but uh, and I don't want to get into your personal life, but I heard you're spending the night with a man and uh, at Virginia. And I said, no, that's actually not true. I'm spending two nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys all ready? I'm ready. I think so. <coughs> Andy, you ready? Nice. Mm-hmm. Was that you, Andy? Mm-hmm. Damn. I thought that was you, Kevin. I thought you southern guys had class. I guess not. Not me. Mm. I failed class. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> oh, shit. That's 